One, two. Hey guys, welcome to, uh, I believe this is episode nine. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Nine, we'll go with it. I'll tell you one thing, it'll be a lot better than the last episode nine you saw in the theaters. Uh, anyways, I am the voice of reason, Kevin Pillow, and JR is over there, over here, uh, saying, bro, did you just say that? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. Episode eight. By the way, oh. this is this is episode nine of PS Comics, I Love You, uh, the official podcast, of, of pop culture podcast of, yep. well, us, because that's yeah. what makes it official. We want to uh, say Palm Springs. We want to say here, but at the same time, they haven't paid us, they haven't paid for us that yet. So yeah, and you know what? Hoping. Everyone across the world has been uh, enjoying this so far. Thank you, everyone who's uh, subscribed, liked, commented, everything. We'll get to the the Q and A portion that we promised you last week. Uh, this <laughs> is going to be Wrath of the Con Part Two, <laughs> part two. Um, where we kind of give a overview of what we think of cons uh pro uh, pro tips and uh kind of um some how to's on mm -hmm. your to your best con experience experience uh, con convention yeah. going they technically would be the uh last i think it's either the last day or the second to the last day to sdcc yeah sdcc at home uh yep. which is the online uh social distancing quarantine coronaverse version of san diego mm -hmm. comic-con it has been a roaring success, all things considered. Um, I will also get into the rants of the merchandising side that probably <laughs> hasn't been as successful as the in-person version. Uh, yeah. But again, uh, I am Kevin Pillow, the voice of reason, at Voice of Reason 23. He is JR. Kabukumbin. Yep, also known as the Dark King. I am. You can find me at also not JR Comics 42 on Instagram. Still working on my other stuff, guys, but... As you can tell, we've been kind of pretty busy the last couple of weeks, man, with everything involved. But again, just to kind of kick it off, is that cool? I kick it off? Well, actually, can I throw one in here that I don't think ended up in the, uh, the rundown? This We're recording this on a Saturday. Yep. By the way, as you can tell in my background, it's Pokemon Go Fest uh, for for me. So uh, if you hear some buzzing in the background, it's, it's him. Uh, Go Plus uh, <laughs> going off as they catch uh, Pokemon. Um, just before we went on recording got some unfortunate news did not tell yeah. jr about this but i think jr knows where i'm going with this yeah, Rachel I know. Feldman yep. passes away at the age of 88 and he is hands down top 10 pop culture figures of all time dude was on how uh, who wants to win a uh, uh was it how to no it's a show again uh, who, who wants to be a millionaire who wants to be a millionaire of course regis and kathy lee for years mm -hmm. he has that unmistakable new york sound to him when he would talk and get all like get all crazy high pitch also guy was a huge pop culture fan in himself and you could tell by the guests he used to have on his old talk show um and i was a huge wrestling fan for those who didn't know um growing up in the new york market but uh <clears throat> a pioneer and a an icon in pop culture maybe not the level no we're not talking stan lee pop culture but we're talking just overarching yeah pop culture the guy was the guy was huge yeah so, definitely a big uh, name Definitely, definitely one of the greats, man. When it comes to television, when it comes to um, to reality talk or to reality TV shows, not reality TV shows, but more so like just talk, just talk shows and all that. But yeah, saw the news of him today. Passed away at the at the ripe old age of eighty eight, man. So he it was yeah his his birthday was a couple months from now actually. So but yeah, lived a full life, man. And hey, 
big ups to Doritos yep. right there, man. By the way, too, not that we probably had anything to do with it, but uh, want to send a big shout out to the comic book community out there. Comic Con had some say in it too. They 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 paid homage uh, homage as uh, the great. If you've ever seen uh, Cop Out, the great Tracy Morgan would say, pan homage. Uh, John Lewis, the, the late great uh, 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 pioneer uh, civil rights leader and uh, yes. senator or congressman um, who passed away uh, last week or the week yep. before, uh, had, of course, the graphic novel March, three-part series mm-hmm. available on mm-hmm. Comixology. Uh, things shot way up. I mean, just yep. huge numbers. Good. Hey, everyone, thank you so much because, you know, maybe I don't know what the the rights fees are for the guy, for the creators, but I think that Comixology, which is owned by Amazon, has said that they were going to donate a vast majority of the money made from that point on, on March to, he's got, I believe he's got some kind of um, foundation or, or or like, I think it's a school for underprivileged kids. He's got, he's got Mm -hmm. a charity set up in his name. And so I think Amazon came out and said that they were going to donate all the proceeds that were brought in from March uh, to uh, his, tr- yeah. his his charity or foundation, or whatever. So big ups can to I, Amazon. So can, can I do? Can I add just a small little rant? Just a small, small one. Go. Is Jeff Bezos going to give away his uh, any of his sixteen million dollars he made in one day? Is he going to give anything away from that Dude, too, or no? I'm. Hey, you know what I'm saying though. He probably will because if you made as much money as Jeff Bezos made in 2020 come the end of the year right before tax time he's gonna make a big old donation and it's not gonna be to his ex-wife yeah. um anyways here he already gave that donation up a couple years ago uh, uh oh, made man, her the richest woman on the planet <laughs> Dude, that's crazy man like yo okay small rant i know aside i'm just give me like two seconds when you make 16 15 million dollars in one day during the pandemic you know come on now you're marketing off something come on man give back bro give back what the are you guy, doing the and say what you want, because this is coming from a guy who worked in brick and mortar retail. Mm. Um, yeah, he's he's hit his hard. But if anything, too, I'll hand it to to companies like Best Buy and Target who have mm. finally stepped up and said, you know what, why fight them, or you know why why kowtow to them, or, or try to, uh, um, uh, I don't know. It's it's a, it's kind of, one of those deals like why fight against them when you can fight against them. If, if that makes any sense, is like having worked in brick and mortar for so long. Yeah, he would try to Best Buy and companies like that would try to fight against Amazon and just so hard say, we're better, we're better, we're better. And they would, it's like, they would lose sales. They would absolutely lose sales to Amazon because absolutely. they're like, we're better. And people go like, screw you. I'm going to go over to Amazon order for a thousand dollars cheaper. <laughs> and now they're starting to go like, you know what? Why fight against them when you can fight with them? And what they're doing is they're like, oh, you want to price match the same exact computer on Amazon as we got here in the store to get your sale. We will do it. So yeah. There you good. Go. I yeah. will tack on to the uh, to the fight. I'm a huge fan of commerce, but yeah, yeah. Bezos. When it comes would, yeah. when it comes to the end of 2020, you know what to do with that uh, yeah. extra billion dollars you got in your pocket. Oh, Donate man. it, bro. <laughs> you better. But yeah, guys. Cool. Uh, shall we get into the quick Comic Con news? Yes. Why don't we get yes, into sir. what we, we we will do a full wrap up of uh, yep. SDCC because there are still stuff plenty to come as we are speaking. And it'll come out tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. Um, I know that we've got uh, a couple other things that are on the horizon. We have Warner yeah. Brothers doing their big thing, but that's not till next month. But yeah, yeah, let's get into the news yeah. and notes of what we yeah. have heard so far. Yeah, again, guys, there is still a lot of stuff coming out because um, because of how all conventions are still being closed this year, and so we have a lot of stuff just trickling in, trickling in. Yeah. 
we, we've had uh, DC event is still next up and grabs. Marvel's going to have their own event again, just to, catch, just to tell you, recap on that. And so the biggest news, the bigger news is that Comic-Con San Diego is happening right now. Uh, there has been some stuff out, just a couple of things I've wrote on, uh, I guess for me or, or even, uh, or even just for in comics in general or comic spinoffs or whatever, the walking dead sees the finale Finally, it has been it's finally going to premiere Sunday, October fourth this year. The season finale, which is supposed to, which was supposed to uh, air, what February, February or, so, or yeah, sometime like sometime in the last two three months or so, they are finally giving a final. They're finally giving an air date of October fourth, two thousand and twenty. But then, but then for some weird reason, because I just, I watched a little bit of the, of the panel, a couple of extra episodes will come in twenty twenty one. So interesting about that. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's like uh, they it's like oh we got closed down for because of the pandemic, but at the same time let's write let's make some more episodes. I'm like okay, whatever. Hey. But hey, yeah, I saw some stuff on that man. Um, we have uh we have we have Maggie Maggie Ree finally coming back. Laura Cohen finally coming back, knowing that you know her her other outings in uh, Whiskey Tango Oxtrot isn't really doing that great, so she came back a little bit. I got love for her though, man. I got love for her, man. I loved her. I loved her as a supernatural. But uh, yeah, she's finally back in the mix. Um, and there's also a spinoff for for the Walking Dead series. Another <clears throat> called, one? Yeah, man. That it's actually called uh, Walking Dead World Beyond. It premieres on the same day, October fourth, but at ten o'clock, ten p.m. So you have uh, you also have Walking Dead uh, Fear the Walking Dead, right? Appearing, I think the same day as well, but that shows earlier. And then you have Walking Dead uh, season ten premiere uh, finale. And then you have Walking Dead World Beyond. World Beyond is actually, tech, to me, I read some of this, I watched some of this stuff. It very much, even though just looking at it, just from a glance point, it very much feels like like young adult themed. Yeah. And like, but set in zombie apocalypse. You know, because a lot of the, a lot of characters are younger, are younger kids who are going to be adults. And uh, I initially wanted this, my initial thought, like, oh man, another, you know, freaking kids you know, Archie-esque or, or Sabrina the Teenage Witch-esque type of thing, that same vein, right? But, like, yeah. the more I look into it, like, wait, you know, no, that's not the universe. The universe of Walking Dead is very much, you know, very visceral, very real-esque, you know, surreal-esque type of world with zombies then, or or walkers or undead, whatever it is in it. And so they're going cross-country. The showrunner of it, Matt Negrete, actually, or I, I can't say his last name, I'm gonna, like, butcher it, but, but Matt said he, uh, that, uh, he likes it to like Stand by Me, uh, the old movie. Great, great flick. Great movie. Where he, uh, where he wants it to kind of be that you know, um, <clears throat> that basically coming of age story for kids. And they grow up and finally think, oh, this is the world, even though this world is a zombie apocalypse. And so that's gonna be cool. That's, I mean, there's gonna be adults in there too. There's gonna be other characters within that world. It's supposed to be only a two-season event type of thing. So they're probably gonna tie that in with the current. Uh, with the current Walking Dead storyline, for those who don't know the Walking Dead, uh, what's going on right now in the Walking Dead uh, series, right? The uh, the AMC series. Uh, spoiler alert: Rick's gone for now. For now, because didn't he announce that at last year's San Diego Comic Con, right? Yeah, but he's supposed to do two movies with AMC. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's doing two movies right now, and the and the current and the Walking Dead World Beyond is supposed to set is supposed to be set ten years after after gotcha. the events of of current. Uh, Walking Dead right now, and so we might see older daughter. Forgot her name. The the daughter of of the adopted or possible daughter of of a of um of Andrew Lincoln's 
or no, Andrew, oh. Andrew Lee characters. And so I'm just forgetting her names now. What the heck? I just literally just said his name. Main character. Rick. I literally, Rick, right? Yeah, the Rick's uh, daughter, right? Yeah. And so she'll probably be grown up. And if if anything, the the Walking Dead spinoff series is gonna be is gonna be integrated into the Walking Dead series again. The same thing way, the same way how Fear the Walking Dead is now too. And oh, so, did it finally kind of cross over? Yeah. Uh, I'll throw myself under the bus. I mean, I'm not as uh, hooked on on uh, the Walking Dead as the next person. I mean, I some of the deals like I don't like, I don't dislike it, hmm. um, but I will. It's a slow I'll support burn. It. Yeah, it's it's definitely the 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 TV show is definitely a slow burn. It's specifically the first like six series, six uh, seasons or so. Yeah, but um, yeah, there uh, there has finally been a crossover event with the Walking Fear the Walking Dead and and Walking Dead, but just only like one or two characters per se. I'm I'm still waiting for the uh, inevitable inevitable tie-in when all the when all these three universes collide into one finally eventually, and so. Oh, yeah. But overall, though, the way it looks now, I'm liking it because you're, you're telling basically you're in the same world, but telling different stories. So that's cool. That's fine. I'm cool with that. You know, I'm all for world building. I'm all, I'm all for fleshing out, you know, your 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 world space. So I'm cool with that. Uh, and so, but yeah, this definitely looks like it's going to tie in some of the newer crowd, the younger crowds and stuff. And so you're going to have because they're going to inevitably pass the mantle on to main character to uh, to the daughter, which I'm, I'm just finding her name right now real quick. But go ahead. Continue. Just find her name real quick. Okay, we got here. Um, oh my goodness! Well, you, you, as you're kind of putting a wrap on The Walking Dead, um, I did not get the chance to watch the panel yet, but of course uh, we had the New Mutants panel. Uh, was it? Uh, was it yesterday, or was yeah. it on? It was yes, yesterday. I think. Yeah, I think no. It was a. Uh, um, yeah, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yesterday. <clears throat> okay. Um, you got here. Uh, they do have a tentative, uh, tentative uh, release date, a uh, theatrical release date. <laughs> it's cute. They think that's going to happen. On August 28th, it was intended, and I say was because I don't, we don't know what Disney's plans are for, uh, the mu- the new mu- uh, for New Mutants. Because if it ends up being a huge success, mm-hmm. Disney's not in the business to lose out on money. Uh, but uh, they have planted, uh, it is intended to be a trilogy. Who knows? It could still be that way. But uh, I guess the guys who created uh, the, the, the New Mutants, mm-hmm. it sounds like from what I understand, not just from their, um, from their panel, that they really had no intention for these characters to ever be absolved or, or rolled into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, you never know with characters like Magic and, uh, and whatnot. Yeah. You, it's all great. bets are off. But yeah. I got to imagine with as popular as some of the characters are in that universe, um, you're eventually going to have the new mutants. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you're going to have mutants in general uh, uh, appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, they've already teased the fact that, uh, just a side note, that um, uh, Wanda Maximoff is more than, she's not an inhuman. Um, she's more than just someone who was experimented on. It yeah. was something that was unlocked within her, as they say. Mm. Um, so who knows what they're going to do with the new mutants. But like I said, uh, having seen some of the footage before, um, I'm really interested to see what this concept is. I, like I said, we said on last week's episode, if the new mutants do well in the genre that they shot this in, which was very much a... Horror-esque. Horror-esque. More of a, just a dark, dark, dark thriller, mm-hmm. I guess yeah. you'd say. Um, that uh, you know, Marvel's gonna have to look at it. And go, hmm. 
interesting. Are we missing the boat on, on, uh, on, uh, um, uh, on Doctor or on Doctor Strange? Yeah, so. it 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 will be interesting because like I know Kevin Feige has had some um, lingering doubts per se when it comes to horror based like stuff in the Marvel yeah. in in the current Marvel you know realm, and so that's what that's the reason why with the director for for Into the Multiverse for Doctor Strange, he just left like yo okay differing opinions whatever he, that wasn't the movie we wanted to make. So cool, and they got Sam Raimi in it, so that's interesting. Which, but like which is kind of an even <laughs> exchange, yeah. Yeah, it's even exchange. So, but um. Overall, oh, and um, small segue. Sorry, Judith Grimes, Carl, uh, Rick's daughter. There you go. Also, okay. also Judith, Judith Grimes, Judith Grimes. But yeah, um, <clears throat> aside from that, back up to the main point. Um, yeah, they intended to be a trilogy. They, um, hopefully, they they were hoping that that somehow New Mutants would be some of the hit. But granted, you know everything that has happened. Up to that point, I'm pretty sure this this trilogy was supposed to be taking place because, like you know, they were giving new, they were giving the reins over to the new, the new new cl- class of uh, yeah. X Men, right? And they were supposed to, and that's supposed to be a new trilogy per se. And then you have New Mutants, which I guess was supposed to run in, in coherence with that. And you're supposed to have, you know, this dark his this dark genre slash like horror genre. With New Mutants, which originally that's how it's supposed to be in the comics, which is cool. Yeah. And then you have you know X Men, you know being X Men. So it originally was supposed to be a trilogy, and that the original movie, the original intention was that they're supposed to have the character Warlock, comic the comic book character Warlock, right? Yeah. Uh, but couldn't do it because you know budget constraints. The reason why budget constraints because they wanted Antonio Banderas to play him. And Antonio Interesting. Banderas, Antonio Banderas was actually set to play Warlock. So this is actually a good crazy teaser for those watching right now. If you haven't picked up Warlock, if you haven't picked up New Mutants, I think it's 18 or so. Or now, is this 8? Warlock as in Adam Warlock? No, 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 no. It's it's a different it's a it's a different character. Okay, just, just because people are gonna ask. Yeah. So. Oh not not Adam Warlock, but it's just his uh his yeah. mutant it's a mutant name. It's a mutant name Warlock. But yeah, just one second. Uh, I literally just bought the uh, the issue today, knowing that, knowing that, and so it's really low right now. It's like fifteen to twenty dollars. So here's hoping, here's hoping the movie does good, and there there is a trilogy involved. Antonio Banderas is set to play Warlock, and the next couple of movies. And so hopefully, my investment on that issue isn't isn't bad at all. So no, I'll tell yeah. you one thing though. There's been some in, some in, uh, investments that have gone up over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> dude, last um, three days. Oh, dude, I'm just telling you, it's a freaking uh, comic. Uh, I'm, I'm I trade you know, stocks and whatnot, and mm. and also I, I have uh, invested interest in the lumber industry as well, mm. and and that's just crazy right now. But comic books, which are very much. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's, it's it's tough because comic books are you can't treat them like and we've learned this lesson in the 1990s um you can't treat comic books as a portfolio because it's so it's so finicky but right now i mean we are in a um in an era very much like especially uh, in 2020 i would say right now 2020 when it comes to comic books is very much like the dot-com era in the early 2000s. And there's a possibility though, that this bubble might burst. But I also think that as long as movies and TV shows are adapted from comic books, there's going to be someone that goes, 
you know, uh, uh, um, they're going to go God country. Wow, where'd that come from? Google it. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was a comic book? Dude, check that yeah. out. Uh, they're going to check out um, Watchmen. I had no idea, that even though Watchmen was based, that the characters were comic book characters, I had no clue that it was based on a graphic novel. Um, I just saw it, and I actually almost thought that, that Watchmen, the movie, mm-hmm. um, was making fun of the Some comic characters. book uh, characters. And it's, it's not. It's based on a, a hugely successful yep. um, uh, uh, graphic novel series. Uh, the Boys on Amazon Prime, based on a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing now... I didn't know, but we're seeing now it, uh, the old guard on Netflix based on a hugely unknown. I mean, no, I asked, I was talking to chick from comic asylum this past week. And I said, Hey, have you watched old guard yet? She says, no, not yet. And I said, I had no idea it was a comic based on a comic book. And chick goes, neither did I. <laughs> she had Lies. no idea. She said that to, like you were, or JaVel had to tell her. What's that's great. Well, it, and and funny enough, shout out to Chicks and Javel from Comic Asylum. I saw them yesterday. I because I gave her, I gave Chicks a first, um, a first, a first print of Old Guard One. There going go. for like forty bucks right now. Let you know. It'll go. It'll go up. <laughs> Probably there, more. There, I'm already hearing noise about this do. Yeah, movie getting a sequel. Yeah, or, or easily, Netflix. Easily. Netflix is all in on the on this, and there's yeah, even talk that there may rather than do it as a sequel they may launch it into a series yeah i'm also hearing that so yeah um which which uh, which i'm cool with and so like we 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 are definitely not to cut you off or anything but we we are definitely now hitting an era where i i get i get you at the point where like we're having we might be in that bubble again what we did in the 90s yeah thankfully enough though we're not reaching that million dollar the million a million copies sold spectacle of what happened exactly. in the 90s of just like constantly printing just constant crap out granted you know the series that were like doing a million aren't crap it's just like you know all of it all it like first print or first run image stuff i'm like is insanely insanely overdone so but that's a, that's not either that's neither here or there but um when it comes yeah. to when it comes to like stuff like you know old guard when, it's, when it comes to the the upcoming McFarlane verse that's gonna happen with Netflix, where they where McFarlane uh, sold all uh, where McFarlane sold all his rights to all of his stories to Netflix, basically trying to do this whole new world there. That's gonna be cool and crazy. And so, oh, definitely, man. I'm I'm super hyped. I'm super hyped for uh, for bigger names or like you know these names that we have known over the years from these from people who have done action movies or or in or in movies themselves going to like Netflix or going to other streaming platforms that do serious comic-esque or pop or pop culture related you know type of a uh, type of a media and yeah. so that's cool i'm waiting i'm i'm legit waiting for the for the time when we get like you know, some serious actors right are playing like some D, playing like a bunch of D characters that is not token verse i'm waiting for that <laughs> i am legit waiting for that man you mean the, so, the, the, the Tolkien white guys? <laughs> <laughs> Tolkien white um, guys, yeah. Although that's what it is. The, the, um, um, goodness gracious, I can't think of his name now. But uh, it was the guy who plays um, the CIA agent in Black Panther. And, oh, yeah. he, and he played it in Civil War. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't think of his name. And then, uh, right. and then the guy who plays uh, Ulysses Claw. Um, mm. That was their nicknames. For people that don't know, like, what Tolkien. are you guys talking about? They were Tolkien called the guys. Tolkien White Guys, which was a play on token white guys. 
um, because they were both in all the Tolkien movies, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Lord of the Rings and, and uh, the Hobbit movies. But um, no, I, I, um, I think it's, that's going to be the next. I think that's going to be the next thing that's going to be tackled by yeah. uh, Mega Omega Studios doing a D and D. I have yet to see World of Warcraft. Um, don't I mean? Um, yeah. I mean it, it, it's it's different, man. It's a different type of feel. And World of Warcraft, yeah. even though it is looks very D and D, it's it's from a different way, different genre of like Middle East, Middle Earth stuff. What and what is what I what I am hoping honestly is that if if Netflix continues this this rise in trend of wanting to have like third party stuff out, yeah. you know, and and to be and not being like Marvel or, or DC, but be like third party indie indie s you know comic related stuff and just pronounce the brownfield one one definite franchise i do hope they do is the roots which fun which to segue is awesomely enough is has one in eisner right bitter roots it has one in eisner for best continuing story for those who don't know what bitter roots is it is it is a family of of uh of basically uh, monster hunters right based in 1920s of america and they are all and all african-american they're all black and all black family being monster being known and being counted as the best monster hunting family in the 1920s written by written and and illustrated by an all black cast i hope that dude you want to talk about like you know new age type of type of shit excuse my french but you want to talk about new age slash you know old school retro type of stuff dude yeah do that do bitter root Be, I, I i've been reading I'm, i've been like on and off reading that stuff dude bitter root yeah right there david mack david mack right there homie this is issue number features, four from Bitterroot yeah. Volume One. Yeah, it features an all-black cast, all-black cast family, of course, and then it it's from an all-black um, creative team, and it's just really well done, man. I'm, I've been like on and off a couple of issues because like I got so much other stuff to read as well, but I go I I just constantly go back to this one, man. And so you have a you have basically a hunter family in the 1920s. You're talking about all the things and all like all the crap that's happening at that time this is before civil rights movement this is like this like a couple years a couple years after you know certain uh certain events that taking place i.e the civil war or a couple of decades right after the civil war this is in uh, this is i think i remember correctly last issue i thought was i think in harlem uh i I can't remember it's been a while so so this is the only book that i got because i'm a huge david mack fan Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the <clears throat> the creators on this one written by Chuck Brown and Sanford Green. That was this volume, uh, and uh, yeah, you have it down. Yeah, co-created by David Walker yep. and uh, Chuck Brown. Uh, yep. This happened to be this this one book that I have, which because of uh, David Mack, um, I do have. Uh, it's in my collection. I didn't pull it out. Um, David Mack and Sanford Green signed this one for me. Sanford did the interior artwork on it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Cool book, unique story. Absolutely, um, but, absolutely. But yeah. I kind of like I said when I flipped through, and what I like about the interior artwork, and I showed you there, the interior artwork, and I, I got to give my uh, uh, props to uh, Sanford Green, is it's 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 different. It's not the typical nice smooth lines yeah. of a superhero and the and the um, uh, and the flowing capes and stuff like that. One of the reasons why I like uh, Maria Lovett, who's uh, draws for faithless which i'm sure we'll get into uh <laughs> at a later time because faithless yeah. is blowing up right now because there's talk about faithless getting picked up and whew, that, oh, that that's be interesting that <laughs> might go to cinemax i mean um, that's nc 17 right there all day yeah, a little bit uh <laughs> all day my but, 
the problem that the problem with side note real quick the problem mm-hmm. the problem about adapting faithless it is a very unique and and freaky story um yeah, easily is That's what makes lightly. really and truly though what what i'm uh it's not what they're drawing it's how they're drawing it and maria uh just does an amazing job and it's very similar to um what uh, uh, Sanford did on that issue that I just showed you of, of Bitter Roots. And so um, it's different. I like different. And uh, I think that's what I liked about what attracted me to um, that series, obviously, other than David Mack. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hope it uh, does well. But you were saying that uh, yeah. this was the big, was this kind of like, is this best continuing story? Is that basically the, story. is that basically the, the best picture of, or, or what's, what's, Best continuous story. Uh, I would say if it was an Oscar, if no, I, I guess, I guess, yeah, if it was an, was an Oscar Emmy, like um, daytime Emmys. There you go, daytime Emmys. It was like you know, best continuing, like best continuing story, like cons- consecutive seasons over and over again, type of thing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like if yeah, so like, it's like I said, man, it's, it happened in 1920s Renaissance, the Harlem Renaissance, the only Renaissance in the U.S. that has ever happened. And, and it's a family based on that, right? They were known as they were known as the best, were known as the best monster hunters. And so there's a certain dysfunction that I don't want to go into more because I want y'all to read the freaking book, and and really and really support that. And hoping, like, dude, it uh, it's I gotta I'm gonna possibly reread everything in the next hopefully next two weeks or so and give y'all a full recap and rundown of what Bitterroot's going through, but like. You're talking about a, a, a story that is well crafted, that is definitely definitely appealing, right, to the audience. Now, pick a bit of root. Y'all should pick a bit of root, man. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Go go to conventions, have you have number one, two, three, four, five, signed by these authors, support authors and, and artists, man. Support them. Do all that stuff, man. If we if you really hear about social change, man, we got we got one of the best books right now out support that support the hell out of that and just go to the conventions um safely of course and then just like exactly. yo tell them tell them uh let them know dude let them know but yeah yeah bitterroot definitely won in eisner and that's saying something because like yo that's because bitterroot has only been out for like less than two years or so maybe even less than that actually it's crazy and that's best continuing story onward and it's just it's just it's just killing it right now bro it's definitely something that we want. Is it actually, I think, yeah, less than two years. Like, I think maybe a little bit over a year because I think they took a break here and there. Yeah. But overall, man, they've been killing it. They're, they they definitely know how to hit a fan like me because some of their, some of their cover art, dude, some of the homages they're doing for cover art, I'm like, all right, cool. I need to buy like five of those. But overall, yeah, pick it up, better route. <laughs> I definitely be, that's definitely a book that if, if you want to, uh, looking for something to kind of, uh think outside the box um i, I definitely think as jr said that's yeah. something to to take into consideration um we will have a full recap uh along with um all the major goings on mm-hmm. of uh of, of sdcc at home uh next week part of our, i guess you'd say part three of the wrath <laughs> of the con yep. um but uh 
want to get into, as we have here, my virtual background, uh, mm -hmm. as I broadcast to you from my top secret shield location, <laughs> um, is of course the silhouette outside of San Diego, the San Diego uh, Convention Center, Hall, famous Hall H. I mean, we're talking about JR, the Mecca of nerddom. This is where people go to pray to the nerd gods once a year uh, <laughs> oh, in various man. forms, whether it be Doctor Who, Warner Brothers, Marvel Studios, um, used mm. to be on Sundays, a tradition like no other. It was like playing Sunday at the Masters. It was like March Madness. It was going to Sunday at Hall H with Supernatural. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, we know Supernatural came to a, a close this past year. So there would have been no Sunday panel. First time yeah. in over 10 years, there would be no, they need, they need to have they a send off, but they, they kind of did a send off in 2019 for Supernatural. It was a packed yeah. house like it always was. Um, mm -hmm. You know, people don't, if people don't realize what Hall H is. It is 7,500 plus. It is the largest convention hall in North America for, uh, for a Comic-Con, so to speak. Um, and I have had the privilege of spending not one, but two days in Hall H. Uh, like nice. I said in last week's episode, one for the Force Awakens panel back in 2015, and then spent the entire day, I believe it was on Sunday, or no, Saturday, uh, when they had the big, huge Fox um, panel, which included Deadpool, uh, X-Men Apocalypse, uh -huh. Fantastic Four. Uh, they did the unveiling of who was going to play Gambit, which never happened. <laughs> um, but it is Hall, you know, that's what I said, that's what Hall H is. And I think what we'll do is kind of kick off the do's and don'ts, mm. the experience of Comic-Con. Mm. And we'll start with the Big Daddy. We're going to start with San Diego because there's okay. your city, wherever you're listening to, whether it be uh, overseas in another country or here in the United States, I'm sure your town, how big or how small, probably has a comic book convention. Mm -hmm. but we'll start with the Mac Daddy, San Diego. We'll start with Hall H, the do's and don'ts of Hall H. We'll start with the don'ts. Don't Actually. waste your time. <laughs> no, um, don't yeah. let Hall H define, this is coming from experience, don't let Hall yeah. H define your experience at San Diego Comic Con. Okay. Um, very true. Very, very true. You are looking at spending at least 36 hours Damn. dedicated to that ballroom because you're going to spend most likely an entire day. Like say, for example, you want to get in on a Thursday or Friday. Uh -huh. Now they say they don't let, and this is coming from a little insider information. They don't let overnight camping, but wink people do. Uh -huh. Um, what they do is a bracelet system. So if you want to go on Thursday, they're going to hand out bracelets um, around midnight on Wednesday going into Thursday. Let's just use that for an example. So Wednesday going to Thursday, you want to be in Hall H on Thursday. Okay. You're going to line up all day on Wednesday. And then around midnight, they're going to hand out bracelets. Now bracelets means you're guaranteed to get in, so to speak. Um, then you have to get in line they hand out they hand out exactly how many bracelets that there are seats in hall h now what they do is they will always allow the bracelets to get in first at the very beginning of the day if you decide to show up like mm, i don't want to get into hall h until 12 o'clock on thursday you are sol get back in line 
because yeah. unless you're there right when it opens, you're, you're not going to get in. So you're spending all day on Wednesday and then possibly could spend all day on Thursday to get in, not even see the panel that you wanted to see. And you've now wasted two full days. Mm -hmm. That's what hall H is. But let's say you do get in. Now I got lucky. I may have cheated the system to <laughs> get in. I won't release my sources. Uh, but this was uh, years before I started working for Comic-Con International. And I don't think I uh, broke any rules at the time. So, um, Keyword, he think he didn't. think I did. Uh, <laughs> I have learned that unless I'm going to walk right into Hall H, or if I'm guaranteed a spot, or I've got nothing else to do, yeah. I'm not going to Hall H. Yeah. Um, same thing with Ballroom 20. The odds are a little bit more in your favor for Ballroom 20, which is the second largest ballroom in the convention, which usually has the the semi-big to big TV shows. Big Bang Theory was in this ballroom. Uh, um, you had, um, and Siri keeps popping up on my computer, and I don't know why. Um, big Bang Theory. Um, Siri, play music. The CW. <laughs> play it was in there you know the, the Arrowverse uh -huh. and, and whatnot so all those were in there yeah and um yeah uh it's it, i i spent I, I went straight through i remember i wanted to get into big big theory and see mm -hmm. um uh agent carter and agents of shield back in 2015 mm -hmm. i got lucky i walked in i got seats um and i got to be there all day but i had to spend there all day in in, in ballroom 20 so that's the downside if you want to go buy stuff if you want to go get stuff signed you got to pick and choose yeah um that's definitely the big did you kind of pick back off what what kevin has said man that's sorry, definitely kevin. no no yeah that's definitely one thing to look at where like you can't look at conventions and just only look at the highlights period bingo you can't look at the highlights man because those highlights are literally two days of just absolutely dreading to even try to get in to look at those highlights man and like we when we all think of hall h we all think of like you know the the loki moment when when tom hiddleston came out into what 2014 15 2016 because yeah, he, he came out there and like just became loki on the that that's a great moment and that's that's definitely a one-time thing all-time graves easily right or when stanley came out to hug absolutely everybody that's definitely one thing man but those are highlights i was there yeah, those are those are one second. All right, I got my camera thing going in. But yeah, those are definitely highlights where like of 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 people who literally stay there for days. And so you yeah. can't have you can't have your experience be based off of that, man. Like and so the biggest thing, man, is that if you know if you if that's what you're looking for, know what you're getting into. Period. Yeah. Know what you're like you're you're gonna be paying a lot of money to basically waste some time <laughs> waiting to possibly get in and then if you don't get in if your whole if your whole if your whole um trip is based off of that man you're gonna have a really bad trip period yeah it's and just so, it's it's yeah it's, it's, it's just really bad yeah it's, re it's you, really you bad have to know what you're getting into you, ha you yeah. really have to know what you're getting into what no i was just gonna like i said to go on that is i mean if i what i would say what, what i would do this is my my recommendation. A, if you have any intention of ever going to San Diego Comic-Con, number one, if you live in Southern California or can afford to travel into Southern California in March, April, mm -hmm. go to WonderCon. Yeah. Go to WonderCon and let that experience 
yes. be your test run yes. for um, what to expect at San Diego. Yeah, because they're definitely. ran by the same companies. Yep. Comic-Con International runs WonderCon. Yep. And it is treated as such. It is treated as the baby San Diego Comic-Con. Yep. They do big panels. They're, they have big names. Yep. Um, Marvel will, when Marvel Television was still around, they sent Marvel TV. Uh, DC TV sent some stuff. Um, yeah. but they, for the most part, WonderCon was based around meet and greets as, yeah. as opposed to panels, but there were still panels, but I would go to a WonderCon, mm -hmm. let that experience be your guide. Yeah. Um, and I, I go, definitely, what? and I was gonna say, and if you go like, okay, I could do this Yeah. because you're going to wait in lines for, uh, I can't remember what they call the hall H at, oh, at WonderCon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The, the dome is what it is. I or something think like so. That. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did, they did the. It was basically your um your wedding in line for I think um what's called the the year I told you to go with me. Uh, it was the same year you got you went to a like a big panel, I think. The first year um, you, you went to? I've only been to WonderCon once and I didn't go okay. to any panels. I oh you know what it was? Um, I was waiting in line because I had a chance to meet Tom King. Oh I had yeah. I had I had got I had got a meet and greet for yeah. uh for for, for uh, DC. Yeah the so <clears throat> i definitely would agree i wholeheartedly agree if you want to kind of base your assumptions or, or kind of just test the waters out do WonderCon first. first WonderCon is definitely it's still it's still considerably smaller than you than yeah. comparison to san diego it's still huge don't get me wrong when it, it's definitely larger than your your normal your like uh your local you know convention hall or convention centers right maybe not as big as let's say orlando or or sdc or 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 Emerald City or C2E2, oh, yeah. which is in Chicago, but like it's still relatively huge, right? It's it's still a good point to you know touch your waters out <clears throat> and uh, see if you're you know want to get into this space. We're like you know wanting to be a convention goer, and you know you just definitely know what you're going for because when it comes to WonderCon, they feature more so on the on the things that I love, which is one comic books, which yes. is comic book related things, which is more so in the media space of like, you know, how to, how to write comic books, being around authors and, and, and writers and, and, and artists and, and definitely way more intimate, man. I freaking, uh, what's the, the past WonderCon? I met freaking Donny Cates. <laughs> I met Donny yeah, Cates in the last WonderCon. And he was so chill, dude. He was so freaking chill. I love the guy, man. I took a picture with him and everything, man. He's definitely the rock. He's definitely rock star. Definitely really down to earth. And not only that, but, WonderCon definitely or like small cons will get you in in the in the mood or in the know-how of like how certain people act yeah because it is it i i've seen it so many times where people go where you have these kids or these younger teens and younger adults they go to comic-con san diego they meet their idol and they're a dick <laughs> because yeah. uh because of so many reasons like one you know the guy the maybe the actor actress author or writer or whatever you know has met fifteen thousand people just in that one day with and people are shoving books in their faces or 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 signatures or whatever and asking for a picture for the fifteen thousand time and so yeah they can be testy and be a little bit of a dick and that's not a good first impression to have and so definitely the smaller con which which is a lot more chill a lot more relaxed right which is not so many people are in your face constantly it can be on it can be truly one-on-one -on -one with your possible idol or possible inspiration or possible you know you're a big fan of to actually meet them on a pretty chill level you know like i've met donnie, donnie gates he's gotten huge in the last two years 
And WonderCon was well, no different. Yeah, that's, a, that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, he's gotten freaking huge, right? He became a rock star. And then the last two years, and then I see him at WonderCon. He was still kind of hacked. He was still kind of, um, he was still kind of like, there's a lot of people in his, his booth. Don't get me wrong. But it wasn't as, let's say, I saw when I saw his booth in San Diego. And I saw the booth, like I saw a picture of his booth there. We were just freaking like, you know, packed wall to wall in New York Comic Con as well. When I met him, we freaking we chopped it up man we we talked about what he's doing with the with the carnage run with the with the venom run he's like nah man like i thought asked him like if you're just gonna go back on venom like yeah dude yeah i'm just taking two i'm just taking two issues off because of a uh, war of the realms happening and i'm like i got we got carnage we got carnage coming up i got all this other stuff coming up bro like dude like how, how long have you been a fan like i love you since god country like what hell yeah bro and so just those interactions are definitely the ones that you want to have right oh yeah absolutely uh, Go ahead, you had a point. Oh, and, and to to kind of back to kind of back up because, like I said, uh, don't get me wrong. I I can remember vividly having a conversation with my dad, um, probably about ten years ago, and we were having we were eating pizza, uh, chit chatting, and it was right after, um, it was right after uh, Comic Con, uh-huh. and um, I was asking my brother, said, hey. Uh, let's see oh sorry i almost ended our call real quick um sorry. <laughs> i was like whoa, whoa what sorry. button did i press <laughs> so um it was right after comic-con we were i was talking with my brother about hey did you did you hear about this did you hear about that and my dad's like what are you guys talking about like um like what, what are you guys talking about we're talking about comic-con he's like what's comic-con and we explained it to him and he's like well when is it and i said it's in july it's in san diego it's five days blah 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 and he's like, you guys want to go? You guys want to go? And we're like, yeah, who yeah. would want to go? He's like, I'll get you tickets. And um, I wanted to go and just go to Hall H and go and see the Marvel Studios, go see the movies and stuff like that. But I've uh, having gone in 2015, mm-hmm. um, I did that. Got to go to Ballroom 20, got to go to Hall H, got to experience it. You know, once in a lifetime, went to the Star Wars concert. Um I, I realized that looking back, though I spent some time in um, Artist Alley just perusing, because I didn't know. I wasn't back to collecting yet. It wasn't until 2016 when I was back to collecting um, that what I was missing. And um, I, the la- when I finally just said, when I, went, when I wasn't in Hall H or Ballroom 20, though, I walked up and down that convention hall, backwards and forwards and right to left, just looking at everything. Um, like JR said, though, you can do so much more and get your money's worth out of it. Mm-hmm. Even if you are going to Comic-Con to get books signed and pick up collectibles to flip them, yeah. you can't do that by being in Hall H and Ballroom 20. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're waiting in line for Hall H because you want to go to the Marvel panel, hey, if you're a fan, you're a fan. That's cool. Yeah. But um, you, are missing shoot, you, could go, you can go make your money's worth by yeah. not going to Hall H and going mm-hmm. and buying, uh, buying yeah. swag and stuff like that. And that's what I enjoyed. And I think it's why I, enjoy, I better enjoyed yeah. my con experience in 2017 by spending 90% of my time in artist alley um, and yeah. getting to meet your heroes. And that's where I got to meet guys um, getting to meet guys like David Mack for the first time. And I said this last week, uh, getting to meet guys like um, Felipe Smith mm. um, meeting. Um, I was gonna say Danny Miki, but I met Danny Miki in, in Palm Springs. Um, and, uh, I was going to say getting to meet, um, 
Jim Lee, but uh, um, I, I met Jim Lee, Jim Lee in Palm Springs too. How dare you? Um, my pictures down, dude. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I, should, I want to put my pictures down. Damn it. No, it's so, no, um, but uh, I mean, I'll, I'll use for example, I think I told the story uh, before, but I'll tell you again for those of you who missed it. Um, you know, they say JR said, don't meet your heroes. And uh, by the way, Jim Lee could not have been cooler. He's freaking awesome, dude. Last year in, in, in Vegas, met one of the greatest of all time, George Perez. Oh, you got my joke. Um, and lucky got, <clears throat> could not have been a nicer guy. Just mm-hmm. absolute chill guy, was happy to be there, um, and just all around good dude. Um, want, let's see if I can find it. I think I've got the picture here. Oh, the picture, yeah. Uh, let's see here. It, it, so the, as he's looking for that picture, guys, definitely. Um, George Perez was actually that's his last run for comic, for like that's comic a, that related. Was gonna, that's his, his last, last convention. Yeah, yeah that's uh, the, the last year was his last like convention run, and so he is definitely a great, awesome dude, man. You guys got super freaking lucky, man. But like, and, it's, it's 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 a different type of thing, man. When like you know that you're you're about to technically retire per se, and so you're just chilling the, your last year whatever it's all dude yeah let's do all these events man so like he must have been super i know he's i know he's just super pleasant in general but he must have been super pleasant knowing that yo it's my last year have fun. absolutely loved everyone there another couple of guys that were super cool and guys that have a bad have had a reputation but ended up being really chill these two guys jim starlin ron <laughs> Lim. oh my gosh and there he is uh, rocking the pokeball got the dodger hat on the, the, the oh. gwen full shirt on ron Lim, good dude Jim yeah. Starlin, he's a little bit of a, he could be a little bit of a diva. Uh, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> the dude wrote Infinity, the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah, Infinity I mean, War. I, I mean, I can legend. <laughs> I can understand why he's, he could he could be a certain way, man. But like, yeah, Jim Starlin is is definitely a treat when you when you see him pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, um, another super cool guy, and I, I won't I won't flex for very much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, one of the good guys in the industry and the guy is celebrating, uh, this, uh, the last couple of years with some huge successes, uh, is this guy right here, a guy who I share a name with, and that is the legendary Kevin Eastman. That is a volume one first print, yeah, uh, man. issue number four of this, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I actually have two copies of that book, that book right there. <laughs> Uh, the witness for CGC, I think, was just off to the left. Uh-huh. That book got sent off the CGC uh, seconds later. Uh, you can see in the background right there. There is the I legendary chick. I was about to say, I spied with my little with my Asian eye. <laughs> Two Asians <laughs> in the background. And there's Javel right there, yeah. eyeballing some Kevin Eastman stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I do have, uh, and again, this is an experience that you can't get if you are sitting in a chair at a in a hall H. Again, nothing wrong with that. You want to yeah. do it? That's your own prerogative. You want to go to Ballroom Twenty? That's my job at Comic Con. I run, I run Ballroom Twenty, or I run the, the 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 lines at Ballroom Twenty. So that's my job. So I want you guys to go there. Yeah. But if you want experiences like that, you cannot do that in Ballroom Twenty in yeah. Hall H. You want to do what, that? Yeah. You got to go down to the Artist Alley. Mm-hmm. You got to go to the the other panels. Like Jr. said, is there are other panels. If you want to go to panels and you want to learn about this industry and you, and you know what, you might get lucky. Mm-hmm. You could go to a, a panel about, we're going to learn how to draw today. And you can walk in there. No I'm there. telling you people, 
back in the day, and we're talking just 15, 20 years ago, you could walk into a how to learn to draw panel, which typically has a max capacity of 15 people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope, 15, no 20, 30 years ago, I've heard stories in San Diego, how to learn to draw panels. Guy walks in, the guy teaching you how to draw, I kid you not, Jack King Kirby. You talk about Mount Rushmore. There's Stanley, there's Simon and Schuster, and then there's Jack King Kirby. And maybe trying to push his, his head in might be a Ditko, might be a, a John Romita Sr. Um, but yeah, Jack King Kirby. Would, and these, I've talked to guys who've been to San Diego Comic-Con in recent memory that were walking the exhibition hall Hundreds of thousands of people, yep. Stanley and Jack and Jack Kirby. I mean, not right next to each other because they weren't getting along. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a that's just just chilling, <laughs> just just chilling there, doodling on a napkin. Yep. Um, I, you guys, you're gonna. Uh, now this this the story I was gonna go to tell was Felipe Smith. Um, I was going to get his autograph. He's the guy who created Ghost Rider Robbie Reyes. By the way. Pick up that series. It's going to get hot again, pun intended. Um, he had a great run, um, especially the guy who played Robbie Reyes uh, did a great job at, at portraying him. It's going to happen. They canceled the show on Hulu, but it's they, the, it's in turnaround. I think he's going to end up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He did have a run yeah. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, uh, but uh, that the, all, the Ghost Rider is going gonna, gonna to be there. It's going to be in the MCU sooner than yeah. later. Um, Felipe Smith, I want to get these books signed because I finally got my hands on a number first run, uh, first print, volume one, issue one, first appearance of Ghost Rider Robbie Reyes. I paid, I got lucky. I paid 10 bucks with it. Shout out to um, Comics and Stuff in Oceanside. Give them a cool shout out because they're hurting right now. Comics and Stuff uh, have three branches in San Diego. Two of the three are inside malls and you can't get to them right now. So shout out to them. They have one location in El Cajon right now that is not connected to a mall and um, they're hurting right now. Yeah. So give them a shout out. If you're in San Diego, if you can get into comics and stuff, check them out. Huge, huge back issue collection. Anyways, got the first appearance of Robbie Reyes book for 10 bucks at comics and stuff. Got Felipe Smith the autograph at that, that, that weekend in San Diego at Comic-Con. Had no idea who he was. Would have never walked right past it. I just ended up talking with this guy for 30, 45 minutes about the industry. Dude, what are you into? Blah, blah, blah. Just having a, just like you and I talk, JR. Mm-hmm. Guy goes, hey, um, before I forget, you want that book signed? And I look at his badge. I'm like, holy crap, dude. I've been talking to Felipe Smith for 45 minutes. Yep. Just chill as hell. And you're going to have those moments without going to Hall H. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But, and the one thing that I always say, man, is that, uh, if this was maybe 15 years ago, maybe doing a Hall H, yeah, okay, cool. Maybe that's you take that risk, right? But just let y'all know, man, we all got YouTube. <laughs> everything and, you see in Hall H, right, you, you will see on YouTube. Your yeah, panels are um, up on YouTube. Everything's up. So, like, I, I get, I understand that you, when, if you go to Hall H, you probably will see, you know, some, some, you'll see a trailer that won't be released won't be released to the public you will you'll yes. see some you'll have some stuff like maybe some merch there that's specifically for that hall h stuff right i get that you go for the very for rare yeah. for, the, for you go there for maybe the um you know the, the rare super rare item stuff right but like in general majority of the time when um 
from from what I'm seeing and from what I've been told and what I've been hearing is that majority of the people that go to Hall H are just big fans, are huge, huge fans that will that are willing to take, you know, to wait in a, a full day just to get in there for the Marvel panel for uh, Doctor Who for I don't know maybe Archie or some other offbeat, you know, different type of um, media within within this comic book related world but, but yo like we all got facebook too. we all got youtube too guys like and you, I, you have you have a better chance you have a better chance of having moments like that right meeting yeah. meeting you know the the author or 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 artist or 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 possibly uh, or possibly an actor that's just chilling in, in in full in full get up just trying to live life and so you have a better chance of like just having enjoying your time at the convention than trying then basically in my eyes kind of wasting time waiting for a possibility to get into hall age you also won't have an experience like this Yes, that would be the creator of Robot Chicken, the yeah, voice yeah. Of, of of Chris Griffin. That is Mr. Seth Green, and uh, dude was just chilling on the exhibit uh, on the exhibit floor. Um, and I walked up to him, and he actually he was funny. This is pre-corona, obviously. Mm-hmm. Guy grabs my phone out of my hand and takes the selfie. So that picture right there, as blurry as it is, that's all. That's all. Uh, yeah, that's man. all Seth Green right there. And guy could not have been cooler. Uh, I think he was happy to be recognized. His girlfriend, on the other hand, probably not so. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, it, I mean, you, you know, you you know what you're coming into if you if you're the girlfriend of the nerd, <laughs> right? You yeah. know what you're getting into. But like, it's definitely it's definitely one of those things that like you have to know basically why are you going to Comic Con? That's the biggest question. Why are you going? Are you going because you want the bigger glitz and glamour? Want to meet? you know, the, the, the movie stars and wanting me to get pictures and have your autograph signed, uh, having autographs and stuff signed for you. Okay, cool. But then at the same time, you have to be willing to basically wait a whole day to possibly get into these panels, possibly yeah. meet them. You have to wait in line again to possibly, you know, uh, possibly get your stuff signed, which they have like an hour or so time allotted. And the second that time allotted is done, they're gone. They, because yeah. they have other, they have other things to do. They, they literally, they literally like you have, you don't want your, I, I know for me, I can't say for everybody else, but I know for me, I, I wouldn't want my experience to be hampered when I'm working on somebody else's time clock, you know? And so we, I would rather be, I, I would rather go there for my own time clock, you know, enjoy this, enjoy the, enjoy everything else that, that a con has. And then I don't know, work on, work on whatever I need to work on, man. Now, would, would you, when, when you talk about waiting in line though, um, mm-hmm. for, for stuff would you wait in line for this i hate you i hate you so <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm a legit drop kick you the next time i see you man if y'all don't know if y'all don't know that is the man stanley art germ lao the one of the biggest hot up-and-coming uh artists that in the last like three years now even though he's been around for much much longer i mean he has done his work has been on the last run of i think volume two or three of Batgirl. Yeah. Oh, that, by the way, that's Felipe Smith too, by the way. You. So I was wondering. Yeah. Um, Gosh, man. But yeah, he's de- definitely, man. Like, like, like Comic-Con is so much more than the bigger stars. Granted, yes, yeah. you know, I understand why the other big stars, so people can freaking come. But like, don't let your, exp- I would, I would, I would, I would be having, I would be a disservice to myself if I let my experience 
be predicated on on the idea of meeting the big names, right? Don't get me wrong, yeah. man. The re- the main reason why I went to the main reason I went to freaking Comic Con Palm Springs was to try to meet Stan Lee. Was to try to meet uh, the, some of the bigger like guest television names. They had Troy Baker there one time, but then I stayed because I met freaking Roberto Ramos. I stayed because I met freaking. Yeah, uh, super lucky meeting him. Oh, dude, he's freaking awesome, man. I I, I I met him. As he was walking out and Chick goes, hey, don't you have a Humberto Ramos book? And I go, no, I left it at home. Why? And he goes, because that's him right there. And he was getting ready to leave. And um, Chick gave me a copy of, uh, it was a Daredevil cover. And it was when they were doing the Mary Jane variants the first time. Yeah, and I got you. Yeah. I got that book signed um, by... Uh, um, by him literally as he was leaving didn't even get a chance to get a picture with him hmm. um, but could not have been a cooler guy um, the the other thing too to kind of go back to um, the again to go back to the um, to the side conventions to kind of uh, talk about what JR was saying too is to kind of do like a practice run mm-hmm. is if, if, if you can't afford to go to San Diego don't let San Diego be the bar too. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I mean by that is don't not go to a local convention because, Oh dude, it doesn't have Marvel studios. It doesn't have, um, you know, it doesn't have Warner brothers. It doesn't have Robert Downey Jr. Signing autographs when 1200 people are trying to wait in line. Um, Go to a regional convention, go to a local con Yep. Um, when we did have Comic Con Palm Springs, and, and talking with Chris Spellman lately, it sounds like he's not giving up hope on uh, on there being a, a, another go round of Comic Con yeah. Palm Springs. I just think in the current coronaverse, um, it's yeah. a little tough to yeah. lay it out because a, a small con like that, um, you can't That's just tough. snap your fingers and invite some big name. Um, you have to plan this a year in advance and right now we yeah. don't know what's going to happen in 2021 i mean locally uh just yesterday the date festival and riverside county fair was canceled for 2021 that's in february yeah. um the rose parade was canceled that's that's january 1st it's a tradition that's been going on since before world war ii um have already been canceled for years we don't know what 2021 has in store for us so um chris bowman says he's not giving up hope on that that he, there's a possibility of them bringing a con back maybe as early as 2021 but most likely looking at a late 2021 or maybe a fall of 2022. But again, don't let San Diego be like, okay, I'm only going to go to Comic-Con if it's in San Diego. Mm-mm. No, go to a local con. Let that be a test run. I got lucky. I got a press pass to San Diego. So it was a free pass. But since then I've been to more local cons than I have been to the big ones. I've been to four yeah. San Diego's. I've been to Palm Springs three times. And with the PS comic expo, I went to, Fantasia Con once. I went to Amazing Con once, uh, which I would Revolution. go again in a heartbeat. We've been to Revolution mm-hmm. three times. Um, and I think I've had a more successful run in Revolution. I mean, I met Chris Claremont within an hour of me being at Revolution. Re- yeah, met yeah. Fabian Nasius, I think that's how you say his last name, co-creators yep. of Deadpool. Yep. Uh, I showed you the uh, the the, the, the uh, original that I got from him, or not the original, the, um, the personalized work that I got from him last year. The only downside was that year, that was in 2017, um, you met him, Atner met him, our friend Atner met him. I didn't because ah. I wasn't paying attention, was yeah. Jason Aaron. 
who is a huge uh, guy right now with uh, the Thor run and, oh. and whatnot. But uh, um, the, the last Thor run and currently Valkyrie, Valkyrie run. And then yeah. he do another one too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, d- uh, my, my recommendation too is uh, go to a local con, let that kind of be a test run. Um, so the only other thing too, that I can think of off the top of my head um, for maybe um, so for some uh, do's and don'ts is um, you don't have to um, be in the convention center to have a good time at San Diego. If you mm-hmm. want to go to San Diego, go down there. If you live in Southern California, make a day trip out of it. Um, you can go and park at Qualcomm stadium for free. Take the trolley over for five, 10 bucks a pop takes you right to downtown drops you off right in front of the convention center offsite stuff. Doesn't, you don't need a badge to be involved with and you can people watch all day long. People in, in costumes, uh, you know, cosplay, stuff like that. You can, you can still possibly run into celebrities down there in the gas lamp quarter. I know that in the past, I know this year, uh, not so much, but uh, for obvious reasons, but typically, uh, Sandy, uh, like Nerdist or, um, sci-fi wire, uh, will take over Qualcomm stadium and they'll do some kind of experience. Uh, the few years back, uh, AMC took over and they did a zombie, um, yep. a, a zombie obstacle course. Yeah, that's right. Um, so they've got all kinds of stuff, um, go on downtown. So, um, I was like, I, I think, um, we're still doing do's and don'ts for, for them. I think the biggest thing too, is that the one, the biggest do that you must do, I guess the biggest don't as well is that know your budget. <laughs> know your budget, <laughs> yes. my dude. No, because here's the thing. Like, even though, uh, even though you might be a fan of everything, right. And you're like, Oh, let's go on because I want to get a picture with this person or I want to get a autograph for this person. Right. L- let me let you know, like, right. If you want an autograph with like a well-known person, 50 bucks off the bat. Yeah. Signature, another 30, 40 bucks off the bat. So right there, there, dude, that's like 70, 80 bucks, man, possibly. And yep. if it's, even if it's like, even if it's just like, you know, not even a, I guess not, not even like a full on action slash movie star, dude, I freaking what's called, um, I forgot who it was The I think the dude, uh, it's one of the dude, I'm not going to say names, but it's one of the dudes that have, that was in the Comic-Con Palm Springs, a couple, like the, the last one, right? The, he he was like a well-known he was a well-known character uh like i guess a um he wasn't one of the main characters but he was a well-known character he wasn't on the main cast the dude was asking like 50 bucks per per autograph i think we talked about him last day but we won't bring him up again yes i'm saying yeah like yeah, i'm like okay cool i need like maybe 30 dollars for or 30 40 dollars for a picture yeah, i'm like it's who i'm thinking about dude. like yo, like what was what was the last like i get it because you know I, I get why people do that because you know a lot of a lot of these actors that aren't getting continual roles, they that's how they make them, the, that's how they make money. They need they may they need to make the money somehow, right? So I get that, but like you have to know your budget. You can't just like oh yeah, I love this character, I love this person who we played, and he has and this person is nice and warm and warm and, and you know and, and is very and is very you know open to do whatever. Are very open about just talking to me and being nice and all that stuff. So I'll definitely pay that $50, $60 for a picture. Yeah, of course you're going to pay $50. Of course they're going to be nice to you because they're waiting for $50 to $60 for you. And you have to really know your budget and, and try not to deviate from that because it, believe me, it adds up. I, I went into Comcom Palm Springs thinking I'm going to spend less than 200 bucks. I left there being in the hole. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was it's my Vegas. first. It's 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 Vegas. <sighs> it's just like Vegas. Um, Jr. is correct. You do have to take uh, take budget into consideration, but you also have to take into consideration that you're gonna need to eat. Mm. Um, <clears throat> now, the nice thing about it is when you go to places like Comic Con Palm Springs, um, when you go to places like Revolution, and even Vegas uh, at one at Amazing Con, mm. because they're smaller conventions um, that are easily you can easily access the outside of the convention hall very easily. And and um, I know that San Diego. They, it's year to year. Um, it's year to year that they allow people to. Uh, it's year to it's year to year that they allow people to come in back into the convention center. Yeah. Um, Revolution in, in Ontario, not a problem. You yeah. want to leave and come back in, not a problem. Hmm. Um, what I was getting to is food. They have food trucks. Now people would go like, mm, food trucks? No, nah, dude, they have some bomb food trucks at Revolution. Very good. Amazing right. con. You're talking about Vegas. So you're talking about mm, gourmet food trucks. Yeah. Great food. Some really cool stuff. Um, WonderCon, no, same thing. WonderCon, WonderCon has some great was, food trucks too. That's right. And WonderCon really has a really, does a really good job up their offsite stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, like they had a, 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 a Nintendo Switch uh, um uh, Super Smash Brothers tournament going on out in front of the uh, the convention center there in Anaheim, but uh, re really really cool um, the food. Now San Diego Comic Con it's a little different. Um, you have to understand that some of these convention centers, ninety percent of these convention centers, are manned by union employees. Okay, and why is that important? Because I'm going to tell you, the food's going to be expensive. Yeah, a slice of pizza, a slice, and we're not talking. Costco slice of pizza, which mwah, I'm going to give the chef kiss another time. Pepperoni pizza at Costco, mm, making me making me hungry right now. You're not getting a Costco slice of pizza. You're getting maybe a little Caesar's sliver of pepperoni where maybe you get about two little pepperonis on it. Ten bucks. Yeah. Easily at San Diego. It's gotten a that? little bit. It's yeah. gotten a little bit better. Um, yeah. You want some but, more with that, dude? That's $8 right there as well. Yeah. Easily. Now, you don't go to San Diego. Um, you don't go. Did you say Sham Diego? You say Sham Diego? If you don't go to San Diego on a diet, okay. Um, I have put on the Con Fifteen easily. Um, really? But here is here is the catch, though. Okay. It's one of the few times, and I know that in this coronaverse, it's. Not ha, oh, that's not funny, Kevin. Comic Con has what's known as the con crud. Yeah. Okay. It is a guarantee that you are going to get sick in mm -hmm. San Diego. Hence why they're not having the convention during the coronaverse. Yeah. Okay. Um you will you will get sick. Um yeah, so if you're going to get, if you know you're going to get sick, you might as well pack on the pounds and stay away from the salads, stay away from the healthy eats. Um, <laughs> because two things are going to happen. You're going to get the crud and you're going to, you're going to get rid of the, the, the food, the, the, the poundage you put on. Yeah. Um, the it's, second thing is you are going to sweat your ass off. Okay. Now, why is that important? Well, your body, of course, 70% water. You're going to sweat mm -hmm. off more pounds uh, than uh, anything. Um, 
stay hydrated. They mm -hmm. do allow you to bring in, I know you can't kind of see because my yeah. background, my virtual background. Yeah. I brought this size Yeti. This is a 36 ounce Yeti. Mm -hmm. Bring something like this in. Um, I actually had, I bought it for San Diego this year. Yeti makes a sling that you can throw over your, um, you can throw over your shoulders. Yeah. And they don't let you bring that in. And you, it, they'll have yeah. water stations that you can fill it up. Yeah. I will say, I will say just kind of do that. It depends on the con as well, because I do know there was a couple of cons that I went to. They did not include outside drink. So that's okay. Yeah. yeah, they are. It's, they are. Um, yeah. Some places may do a sniff test. Yeah. Um, Comic-Con. I got lucky. That to me. You do. Yes. Jared's correct. Do your research. Look yeah. up what their food restrictions are. But for the most part, I've seen them. And if not, Worth the investment. San Diego mm -hmm. starting this year um, was selling um, water bottles similar to this. You don't have to have a name brand like a Yeti or yeah. a Hydro Flask. A insulated water bottle is going to we'll work fine. just yeah. as fine. Um, because more, more than likely, like a Yeti is important, especially if you're out here in the desert where it's hotter than hell. <laughs> a super insulated water bottle like this or a Hydro Flask is very important. I take it yeah. to Comic-Con because of the size and it's insulated because I'm also working. Um, there are drinking fountains around there for you to top it off. Mm -hmm. um, and if not, like I said, if you have to, if you have to break down and get some water. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, in some cases, they will allow you to re-enter uh, the convention center in San Diego. Um, but you can go off-site to eat. Um, and uh, the, the, the prices are relatively inexpensive. Yeah. You can probably go about three blocks off the, con yeah. the, the convention center to get a subway or a taco bell or something like that um and that's what the good thing about established cons per se because um you, majority of the time too when if your con is established right within the city that like the city is actually kind of just hoping that con season comes up again like you know like san diego cannot you know would would absolutely love a continual san diego home con yes and and like as well as you know seattle with their with ecc and chicago with c2e2 and and, and Anaheim definitely would winter con. <clears throat> so majority of the time too, when you have to, and this is this falls under budget as well. What I would like, the, the best thing for you to do is honestly, even though it does kind of go, even though it does go kind of go in contradiction with my, with my, you know, your budget type of thing, I would recommend definitely getting a, a definitely getting a hotel close to the, to the, to the convention center, because just for the sheer fact of like, like you might not, you, if you specifically are going in and it's your first con convention or just kind of just going in kind of gun blazing, if you are an outgoing person, it will definitely wear on you the first two, three hours, maybe even oh, first yeah, hour yeah. on you. If you are an introvert, you're in the you. wrong business. You, yeah. Do you like, <clears throat> you, you will know large crowds. Like if you just think like a mall, but then constantly being in the middle of that mall for the, for the next two, three hours, dude. Imagine so, the mall on Black Friday times 10 all Diego, day long. San Diego. San Diego. And half of that, you might have WonderCon. You might. And so I would definitely recommend having, because it, for specific for WonderCon, the convention center is is right in the middle. And then there's a street that goes down to it. And right in like in between that, in that one street, you have like maybe six or seven hotels, right? The biggest one being the Renaissance on the right side of it. And the second biggest one being the... Uh, uh, another bigger, uh, you're talking about hotel. San Diego. No, no, no. Um, uh, Anaheim, Anaheim. Oh, I, yeah. okay. <clears throat> and so there's another one right there on the side of it too. And, and along that are these other, are these other, um, uh, the other hotels, which I took, I stayed at the lion, I think it's called the, the, the lion something. And it's literally, I can walk, I can walk down to the convention center. It's super easy. And I recommend that. I'm, I always recommend that 
even because uh because you just don't know how you're gonna how, how you're gonna feel and react sometimes you kind of just like all right cool i'm done with people today i gotta go back to my room for like three hours and kind of just or what you bought yeah yeah that too <laughs> oh absolutely dude you do not want to be lugging possibly 100 120 dollars worth of just merchandise on your back for another three two three hours man i, I will say this and and, and and it kind of tie in what jr is talking about yeah with san diego again with san diego to compare and contrast anaheim's a little bit easier because you can get your tickets at WonderCon mm -hmm. relatively easily yep. you can get hotels in downtown anaheim relatively easy mm -hmm. um san diego not only is it a lotto you have the you have let's put it this way in some cases you have a better chance of winning the lottery than getting passes to san diego comic-con <laughs> at the same yeah. time the uh the there's a lottery for hotel rooms mm. <clears throat> so getting hotel rooms in downtown san diego and the other two biggest hotel rooms are on the on the bookends of the convention center the marriott and the uh the hyatt there you go, the and um it, it, they're gonna go like that they're gonna say like i have a friend of mine did a podcast with his name is anthony girardi we mentioned him last week um he also does a podcast you can find it um but he would tell me that he would have to stay in el cajon um, actually, tell you that not in El Cajon, you stay in Chula Vista, which is basically yeah. the border of the United States and Mexico. I mean, it is you throw a rock, you're going to hit TJ. Yeah. Um, and he would take the red line, the, 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 the trolley up from Chula Vista to the convention center. 20, 30 minute uh, red line or, or a, a, a trolley ride. Not too bad. It's an easy ticket. So he mm -hmm. just figures, I'm going to stay at the Motel 6 down there in Chula Vista, save a couple of bucks. When we went in 2015, that same room that he always got because it was off the beaten path, it was way down there in Chula Vista, same hotel room, $300 a night, Damn. a night. Yep. Now, what I recommend for those of you wanting to go to San Diego, wherever the Hall H logo is, to counter what JR said, uh, I, we waited to the last minute to get, uh, to get WonderCon passes. We got lucky. We got them. We got two adults, two kids. Mm -hmm. I ended up having to stay um, off off site, so to speak, um, yeah. right on the uh, the 55 freeway. Um, we got a last minute hotel room. If you can't get a hotel room near the convention center, uh, go and, and it's and again take San Diego out for a second. If you're going to go to a convention like a C2E2, WonderCon, uh, Emerald City, Miami, uh, uh, Salt Lake City. Um, a Dragon Con, uh, Anna, uh, Anime Con, or whatever they're called. Um, mm -hmm. You're going to go to those ones that are still Blizzard Con, BlizzCon in, in, in Anaheim. Um, if you cannot get a, t a, t a hotel room near the hotel, go to uh, like a hotels.com um, or, or one of those like web based. You could find some really good, sweet deals. That's what I did with WonderCon in 2019. Um, and then with cool is with WonderCon is you drive right across the freeway to Anaheim stadium. They have shuttles that run about every 20 minutes that will take you right to the front of the convention center and That's drop right. you off. And we'll do the same thing, picking up usually till about 10 to 11 o'clock at night. San Diego does the same thing. I happen to stay in North County in San Diego um, where I have a place and I will jump on the coaster from Oceanside that will drop me off at the end of the line at the Santa Fe Depot in downtown San Diego, hop on the green line, which is the trolley that takes you from, uh, San, they'll take you from, uh, um, down, uh, the, the, the Santa Fe Depot right to the front of the convention center. Or again, you can drive into town, drive to Qualcomm, mm -hmm. take the, the, the trolley to, uh, downtown San Diego. But, yeah. um, 
no transportation as well. Yeah. Um, do some research. <clears throat> Usually the con websites will post transportation information on, on the websites, but do a little research, find out if they have trains, trolleys, buses, whatever, Ubers. Mm -hmm. um, in this day and age with ride sharing, there's a lot of uh, Ubering and stuff like that. So yeah, I uh, know that. Um, it definitely, yeah, that definitely does um, call. <clears throat> like if you're, if you're looking at the big conventions, definitely. I mean, I, I've there's horror stories that I freaking hear where pe when people that, uh, especially with like um, with Airbnb too, when people try yeah. to do Airbnb during these events, man, they hike up the prices like crazy. And Especially the it, last few years, yeah. Oh, dude, and it's definitely on that fever pitch. Because like, oh, these freaking nerds want to want to you know stay at my house. Well, then that's a thousand dollars a night or some crazy stuff like that. It, it gets to Coachella level, yeah. Dude, it, it gets insane. I understand why they do it because a everybody wants money, money rubbing, whatever, and so but like, know what you get in. Definitely know what you get into, and like you're you're expecting, even before the con happens, it's a possibility you might be looking at getting your ticket and your your just for essential stuff eating eating travel um getting your ticket possible stay wherever you may be you're looking at near a thousand dollars just for yeah. your full stay you're looking at near a thousand dollars and so you have to you have to find your budget within that too and not only that but you're looking also looking at the stuff you're gonna probably be spending at the convention and you're looking at possibly if you want to you know meet, do a meet and greet with a uh with a with a Hollywood star or artist or you know someone who's of high acclaim in whatever field they are in, you're looking at that pricing. You're looking at possible swag stuff you want to get from there. You're looking at possible comic books. I know for me that's definitely the biggest uh, the 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 biggest um, buy that I will get. Just will be in my comic book section stuff. Um, you're looking at possibly you know maybe getting prints and art stuff in these weird. We, you know these crazy little knickknacks that you don't that you bet you just find at com at comic conventions or conventions in general and you have to really really look at budget and as 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 much as i would love to say that i won't just want i just want to be young and dumb and just spend thousands upon thousands of dollars man like you can't bro you, it's uh, it goes like that it easily does man especially if you're at a big con like san diego comic-con because there's a lot of good stuff there specifically the last couple few years man where where before Comic-Con was about, or Daniel Comic-Con was about comic book stuff and just full-on geek stuff. Now, man, it's definitely more geared towards like the, the newer pop culture things, you know? I remember a couple of years ago, they had fidget spinners. Like fidget spinners, uh, fidget spinners, you know, just just basically they they ran a couple of the <laughs> a couple of the boards, man, a couple of years ago at San Diego, at San Diego Comic-Con. And it, it's very much geared to what is hot and, and you know, and popping now. Yeah. And we have a lot of stuff in your face and you just might, you know, the impulse, impulse by conventions happen instantly. Uh, I'm guilty <laughs> of it. At WonderCon, I, <clears throat> as soon as uh, I've, I will preach yeah. to the day I die that walk the entire convention floor until yes. you buy, make your first purchase. Yeah. However, I amend that in rare cases, <clears throat> when you have, obviously I'm just gonna use this as an example. If you've got an Action Comics number one first print from 1930s hanging from the wall, I don't care in any kind of condition, it's 10 bucks, you grab that shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it's a 1.5, you grab that. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. I made, yeah. The, I made the mistake at WonderCon 2019, okay. Okay. walked in the door with my kids and my wife, Mm -hmm. walked right past a Funko booth mm -hmm. and dropped a couple hundred dollars. 
Love it. Ten what minutes. What did you get? Ten minutes. What did you, your, what did you, your wife, your kids get? Now I got a ten inch, uh-huh. uh, Pikachu. Okay. Now I, I take the, I take the Poco, I take the, 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 uh, the Funkos out of the box. Okay. okay. I'm not one of those guys like it's got to be mint condition boxes all square, blah 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 blah, like uh-huh. Jr. Where he's got it in his background right there. Yeah, um, I take them somewhere. out. Uh, I, I take my Funkos out. I've got people that will that, that say I'm a, a savage. People say I'm sacrilegious. Um, you know, I, I, I take my Funkos out of the box. I have fun. They're they're, yeah, they're fine. Good thing. I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna flip them. Um, you know, uh, I'm they're they're proudly on display here. Uh, I'll show you in just a second here because um, <laughs> I do have pictures of it. Um, there's my my Funko collection. Mm. Part of part of my Funko collection. Give me a second, um, a second. Let me just let me just go through all this stuff real quick. So there's there's the equivalent too of the ten inches. There's a ten inch uh, um, uh, cha- contest of champions uh, Hulk right there. Uh, there's a T Rex from Jurassic Park. You have the uh, um, right there the uh, Jeff Goldblum, Doctor Ian yeah. Malcolm, broken leg. Right behind you, you see Do- uh, you see Phil Coulson in Lola from Agents of Shield. I've got uh, the Megazord. Oh my gosh, that Megazord! I got so lucky at San you know Diego. I know, dude. That's that Megazord is like 120 bucks. What the? Heck? Oh my I got gosh, it. Man. I got it, dude. I got it for like 30, 40 bucks. Oh, uh, I, I don't like you right now, bro. What the hell? <laughs> now you oh, want to really don't like me? Look at this one right here, down on the bottom. I got this one. I was one of the last ones to get it. Right there on the bottom. That is Princess Leia with Jabba the Hutt. I got that. Uh, right around the time that Carrie Fisher passed away. They do not make Slave Leia any longer. Uh, Carrie Fisher's last wishes were that the Only Slave day. Leia costume would go away. So I bought that. Was at, that was at uh, Asylum. Um, I have a uh, Land Speeder. That was a, uh, an ex- uh, uh, um, I believe that was a Collector okay. Core right. style of box exclusive. Um, then of course, let me see where I can find my, there we go. Here's the other collection. That's the 10 inch Pikachu from WonderCon 2019, um, out of the box. So you can kind of see kind of scale what they look for. There is the, uh, Daenerys Targaryen that I traded a, uh, Hulk, uh, Hulk book for, uh, at uh, one of the first brag nights at the asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, this was taken back in July of 2019. I actually have um, there's no more, I have no more room you know, on my, in my Funko boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have all of the regular size, uh, Pokemon, uh, all the 10 inches, except for the Mewtwo that hasn't come out yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my Funko collection. Um, yeah. So I, I, I had a thought, man, I can't, you just, you just wrecked it now. Man. You got me on this tangent trying to find out what the heck. Oh my gosh. Go, go, go. Oh, I will, I will also show what I said I did bought, which was the big, um, the big, ticket item that i got at wondercon in 2019 um Mm -hmm. was i I thought i had the picture in here maybe i don't um but i maybe it was under that same photo collection here let me see if i can find it um i stumbled upon now i've gotten into statues i was not a fan of buying statues um i changed my tune um, uh, I blame chick for this. Okay. Um, I bought a, a, uh, broken Superman statue off of her because she broke it and she gave it to me in a discounted rate. 
Thank you, All chick. Right. Um, yeah, it was one of those deals. She broke it. She was heartbroken that she broke it. And I went dibs. And she's like, you want a broken statue? I'm like, what's it going to cost me? Um, so she uh, gave me a, a discounted on it. Um, this is the closest thing I have to, let me see, I'll show you this. This is something I bought at WonderCon last year. Um, mm -hmm. And again, you can find stuff like this if you pay attention. Oh, dear, uh, yeah. Right there. That is a um, Jolie Jones statue yeah. of Batgirl yeah. uh, doing, a, doing a selfie. Got that for 60 bucks. Nice. Um, super lucky. And again, this goes to what JR was talking about was I gave up on doing something else that, that weekend <clears throat> and to go stand in line and have, um, you can't quite see it, but right there on the base, I have Jolie Jones signature on it. Uh, spent some time in line, uh, got her to sign it. Um, I just had the base at the time and she asked me, Oh cool. What statue was it? And I had taken a picture of it in my hotel room that, that the night before when I bought it. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I love that piece. How much did you pay for it? And she's thinking I paid like 200 bucks for it. I told her, so I found it for a steal for like 60. She's like, Oh my gosh, you got super lucky. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Now, same thing. Uh, found this one in a magazine. Um, super inexpensive. I think this is one art germ Supergirl right here. Yep. cost me like maybe a hundred, 120 bucks. These statues usually go for about 200 also signed by, um, Art, by our term Dan Stanley Lau, and then this one right here oh. is right here is the Michael Turner oh, Supergirl. Yeah, um, this one actually uh, you can find on Sideshow right now. It just came out for 2020. Is mm -hmm. a miniature version of that statue. Of course, Michael Turner passed away. Yeah. Uh, not a chance to sign it. But this is the aforementioned um, the broken man statue that's broken. Broken piece um, statue, yeah, man. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's been like, I, there's definitely gotta be, we gotta, we gotta definitely do an episode about statues per se, yeah. or like, just like, right now, we have like two statues and they're in the premium size statues. Um, I don't know if I could, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll do it. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll but, show you um, my power. If you guys, and while JR finds that, if you guys have any other questions, there's of course Power Girl, um, one of the most recognizable comic book characters, I think, in the, the DC universe, the best Kryptonian um in my opinion yeah kind of wrapping up our, our con if you guys have any other questions we will do a full wrap-up on, on yeah. san diego san diego comic-con at home oh, and yeah. preview yeah. uh the wb at home uh thing that's gonna come out in august next yeah next right. month um yeah, you on anything that marvel has announced uh we do know this real quick uh, before we move on to our um our let's call it what it is our bitch fest for the week um our our soapbox our uh, rant yeah. and then we'll get rant into our pull, we'll get into our pull list flex um yeah. put a pretty little bow on do's and don'ts um just know what yourself what you're getting into right. uh hit me up on, on social media and mm -hmm. i'll answer any questions but um set a budget know what you're getting yourself into um and uh um Pick and choose your battles. Yeah. If and, you're going, if yeah. you want to go to Hall H, if you want to spend your time in line for a panel, then that's what you're going to do. Yeah. If yeah. you want to meet artists, if you want to walk the exhibit hall, um, then do that. Now, yeah. to tie into that real quick, and again, we'll, I think we're going to move my, my, well, I'll rant about it a little bit, but we're <laughs> going to talk about the retail side of con. I think we'll move that to next oh. week to the, to yeah. the overview. We're definitely going to do like more do's and don'ts next week as well, too. Though, yeah. guys. So if you guys um, definitely just, that. just know if you're looking for some exclusives, okay? So from a retail side, if you're looking to buy a Funko, for example, 
uh, I'd say nine times out of 10, you can find some of those exclusives, some at Target, Amazon, or a Hot Topic, okay? It's a possibility you can find those at a brick and mortar retail store. There he goes, he, he got himself into focus now. Um, yeah. On the flip side, if you wanna go, to, so if you wanna go wait in line for Hall H, you can go buy your Funkos, maybe some of them at a brick and mortar store the week of Comic-Con or the week after. Mm-hmm. Flip side, if you wanna go to the retail side but wanna see what happens in Hall H, I'd say 95% of what goes on in Hall H and Ballroom 20 is going to make itself onto YouTube. Flicks and City mm-hmm. is a good example of a YouTube channel that will, yep. um, I think, has the exclusive rights to, to do all that to do restream. Yeah, restream what goes on to the panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a backlog going back to like 2013 of yeah. Comic Con panels. Also, all the trailers are going to get yeah. launched within 30, within 30 to 45 minutes of a panel closing. Top Less. Gun Maverick. Less. Oh yeah, top. I was. I was on the coaster headed home from um, from Thursday night at Comic-Con, which was the first big day of San Diego last year. Bef- um, before I got on, or actually before I hit the first stop on the train, um, Top Gun Maverick, which was the last panel of the day or one of the last panels, was still going on when I left. By the time I hit the second stop, they'd already released the trailer on IMDb. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get your information if you want to. It's, it's, so, it's, yeah, it's relative. Like it's, we live in a, we live in a, in a instant media now society where like, yo, like it, I'm pretty like last year, I remember correctly, there was still a panel going on and, and then the trailer, because usually what happens during a panel thing is that the trailer comes on first, right? And then we have panel discussion. Like the panel was still going on and the trailer released for a certain, I think it was for um, either the, uh, the Walking Dead panel or it was the Something like that. Yeah, or like I think the Serena the Teenage Witch panel, one of those ones where we have instant access to information like instantly basically at this point. And so yeah guys, like you have to know your battles and with the one the one thing we I, I think we forgot to add in is definitely do your research. Do your research before you uh, uh before you're even, you know, looking into possibly getting get wanting even before you hit the hit that button for submission of wanting to buy a ticket know who's coming know who's coming know who's uh know what you want to do know where you where you're willing to spend your money and where you're where you're willing to spend your time in i, I know that's what that's the overarching theme we've been going on this episode but oh, yeah. definitely 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 do research they uh you know comic-con WonderCon specifically they do a great thing of like they put out a constant like weeks in advance or like months in advance before the actual convention they put on like a certain week list like hey we got these people coming out and we got we got the Donny Case coming out this week. Next week, all right. Here's here's the here's next list of of guests. We have we have Jim Lee. We have Joel Jones. We have we have all A B C and D. You have da 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 right. And so definitely know your the reaches the the information is out there on the website. Just know you know if if it's a if it's a good point of contention for you personally. It's like ah right, cool. This is definitely something I want to get into right. And let's say you don't get to Hall H, and that was the big thing. Well, if you do research, if you do research, well, I, I like this artist and this artist and this this author and this author, so I might go see them. And so, it's always good to plan this stuff out. So, you're. <laughs> well, go ahead, dude. You, oh no, I was right. just say uh, we could definitely chase more rabbits uh, all <laughs> day long about um, 
about uh, um, uh, about the do's and don'ts. Uh, and again, we'll probably do a little bit more as we get some more questions that come in yeah. uh, next week. But um, I do want to uh, give Jr. an opportunity to uh, let his hair down um, and uh, and get something off his chest. This is going to be uh, we were bringing back. This is a heavily um, requested uh, um, segment that we haven't done in a couple of weeks. And this yeah. is the, uh, the JR soapbox. This is where he gets on a soapbox and goes, this is what grinds my gears. Mm -hmm. um, and, oh, we have got a doozy. And I think a lot of people out there are going to yeah. agree on this. Uh, Go figure, JR. Okay. Rob so, Liefeld has found a way to piss off JR. So the floor is yours. Here is JR's uh, soapbox. Okay, what is so, grinding your gears this week? Okay, it was a small tangent. I thought you're. Uh, I thought before when, when you're still going, um, when we're still going do's and don'ts. I thought you're talking about con pricing, which we'll talk about next week. We gotta talk pricing. about that next week. Yeah, dude. Okay, so for those who don't know, uh, um, Rob Liefeld was asked to do a. Um, was asked was was doing an interview with IGN. IGN is um is a game is a game website and they on YouTube as well. And the dude he was asked a totally opposite question of something else that had to do with Deadpool and had to do with um like just what he's been doing in life, right? Post comic book writing or whatever. Yeah. The dude goes off. He goes off on Marvel and Kevin Feige. <laughs> he goes off on Marvel Kevin Feige about Deadpool not being used correctly by disney and all that stuff disregarding the fact that they literally just bought them earlier this year right okay so the raw life field goes off and i will link i will link um the i will link kevin the the <laughs> full video later on man but he just goes on this stupid idiotic rants about like oh you know marvel and and kevin feige they're just you know twirling their thumbs you know they're talking literally about deadpool the video game that happened 15 years ago that's the anniversary for it and he's like yeah <laughs> rob goes off and he's just like i can't believe you they have, they're not doing anything with this character i don't care about another movie man. i just want deadpool to be out there and, and i want everybody to see my work and all this like dude in my mind i'm like dude the reason why you are uh, forgive me for our language. But the reason why you're bitching is because you're not getting your date. You're not getting your annual checks again from Warner Brothers, bro. Yeah, pretty much. Let's let's get this straight. You're not getting your you're not getting your money from Warner Brothers, and it's been like what less than six months <laughs> since you got your last one because Marvel bought out Warner Brothers, and they're gonna instill everything from that to them. And and there's this one quote he said like they that Marvel and 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 Kevin Feige and and uh, the CEO of Marvel just wasted billions of dollars on absolutely nothing. And they're waiting on these characters like, bro, your, your guy is in a billion dollar franchise. Stop it. The reason why, the reason why Disney bought this because overseas, you know, their overseas links from, w, from, w, uh, from Warner Brothers are the ones things they really wanted. So if you put all more Disney crap to like, you know, Europe and all that stuff, right? That's the main reason why. Yeah. Not because of Deadpool. Let's get this straight. They didn't buy it because of Deadpool. And the only reason why you're bitching is because you're not getting your paycheck for a character that you have basically no like control over. You only just drew the guy and that drawing isn't even used properly today. <laughs> and it, like you the character that we know as Deadpool is so far from who you originally envisioned. It is hilarious to me. 
it is from like I, I i wrote this down a while ago actually because i ranted so freaking hard on this like fabian azia gary uh gary duggan scotty young even and even freaking mark wade had more of more level more levity and had more of an actual impact on deadpool the character than rob liefeld ever has <laughs> and that and i'm being super critical rob so i'm just added vision again but like i'm super i'm being super critical rob because it fits his it, it's hilarious to me to see such a quote-unquote legend in the game act like such a freaking dick and no he, and, he has and, a reputation of doing that and i know y'all have uh have I've, I've hinted out in, in prior episodes before about my dealing with rob liefeld but he definitely is like this he he blows himself up to be this guy where you like he feels like he changed the world when honestly the la the the only relevant things he has done in his career is one create deadpool or draw deadpool cable and and um oh, for her name and her other character uh, and, domino. Character, and domino right and then possibly right on the coattails of image after he just left <laughs> and, and it, the amount of ego on this man after one being invited to not just Infinity War, but also, but also freaking, um, also Endgame, being being paid a bunch of other crap, being paid by Marvel right now for his horrible design elements. He hasn't, his his drawing style has not changed in the last twenty freaking years. The yeah, only still can't draw feet. Dude, the only the only relevant thing, or the only like, um, um, not inspirational, but the only like I guess genre defying thing that he has done in any of his art styles was put more pouches on a character <laughs> dude if like he draws every character the exact same way ever his female characters look like every single female character he has done since the entirety of his since he was like 20 he has and it's hilarious to me because this is the same guy that that like was basically in the golden age or or yeah the golden age of like amazing artists that has started that basically started image right he's supposed to be in that jim lee field he's supposed to be in that uh in that um who else i'm looking about he's also supposed he's supposed to be in his, uh, in tom mcfarland field he's supposed to be in this field and it's funny to me that how everyone every artist basically re just define and refine their craft and this guy is still banking on the still banking on like on old shit that has basically surpassed him he's that guy in that school high school project right that 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 comes to the, that comes in late game and you know boast about oh I did everything when all he did was basically make an outline make a really bad outline that people didn't use. He that's he all reminds, it is. He what he reminds me of uh, is, um, and it was funny was some a reason where I got this from was when I met Fabian at a Revolution and he had some good and not so good things to say about Liefeld and Fabian was very much there capitalizing on Deadpool mm -hmm. and he goes that's fine I was invited to do to revolution to do such a thing you know he mm -hmm. did the screening for for Deadpool 2 mm -hmm. but someone in line and asked Fabian this when he got to the front was do you think that Rob Liefeld is to Deadpool 
as Al Bundy, the character from how, from Married with Children, is to Polk High football. And he goes, wow, I've never heard it put that way. Absolutely. Now, <sighs> for those who don't get the reference, Al Bundy, this 40-year-old character from How I Met Your Mother, from Married with Children back in the 80s, mm-hmm. relished like a lot of former high school stars do. And I scored the winning touchdown in the big game at Polk High my senior year, blah, blah, blah. So he's banking on something he did 30 years ago. And there's nothing wrong with that in the comic book industry. I mean, look at Stan Lee. He was up to the day he died was signing books from the X-Men, Amazing Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. He was in these movies. But he was also creating new stuff and was creating uh, awareness for the industry. Um, He did a lot for making comic books mainstream. Yeah. Rob... He's done a, he did a lot of things. I mean, he created some books um, back in the 90s. He did a great job. I'm, I'm going to give him credit. I'm going to give him some credit. Yeah, he created yeah. some cool characters, and he, and he brought yeah. some stuff to the mainstream, and he was mm-hmm. – um, but the problem is, is to this day, yes, he does still try to attempt to, uh, to bring new stuff, like he's doing Snake Eyes for G.I. Joe and whatnot, and not oh, very oh, well. Oh, oh, you mean um, Silent Deadpool? Yeah, but <laughs> – you mean you mean uh in well you know don't don't get me wrong snake eyes great character by himself but then when rob does it silent deadpool deadpool the problem with rob is he just like al bunny the character tries to ride the coattails and only those coattails some 20 30 40 years later uh or 30 years later uh of deadpool and again there's nothing wrong with it because he is a uh, he created the character and and um the only gripe i have with him or the only thing I, I kind of side with him on um, is him and Fabian. And um, we'll kind of move on uh, after this. Cause I'm sure we could bash on Rob Lightfield all day long. I've met Rob and he was a, a, a jerk. Um, yeah. I've met three, four times, man. Fabian brought up an idea cause I was wearing a Gwenpool shirt and he mm-hmm. goes, and I asked him what he thought of the character. And he goes, you know what? Side note. I like the character. I think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side is we got effed on rights fees. Marvel did kind of screw them on that because they have a deal. And I looked Absolutely. at it and I remember I talked to Chris Claremont, who, again, one of those creators who got screwed on movies and TV rights. But Claremont, oh, yeah. Claremont had the clairvoyancy, pun intended, to um, see that the X-Men was very marketable and got in on that and he got rights fees fabian and uh and rob did the same thing with gwenpool they got in on or i'm sorry with deadpool got in on the on the rights they got that check you mentioned from fox but they also have and i don't know where the 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 statue of limitations ended with them um they got a piece of the pie from marvel entertainment on the rights to uh deadpool and any 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 amalgamation mm. that um that was created thereafter and they have a fight against marvel that gwenpool who uh, marvel tries to say no 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 it's her own they're, she's her own character yeah no bro it's it's basically deadpool but yeah gwenpool's first appearance was on the cover of of deadpool secret secret wars number one yep. back in 2015 15 yeah. um and it was meant to be an amalgamation, meant to be a, a, a mixture 
of Gwen Stacy and Deadpool, much like uh, Spider-Gwen is. I mean, it came on the heels of the success. The people have said they created Gwenpool on the heels of the success of Spider-Gwen. And Spider-Gwen was created as a, of a kind of like a what if Gwen Stacy was bit by the radioactive spider. Um, but yeah, it was very much an amalgamation. Obviously, Gwendolyn Poole has become her own character. And that's why they separated the names. That's why her real name is Gwendolyn Poole. And her, uh, her uh, alter ego is Gwenpool. Um, but no, it very much is. And I know they have an argument on that, but at the same time, it's just like, it's, yeah, it's, bro, just move on. So. Yeah, it's, uh, here's the thing, like, it's just kind of harping back on life field. You, you want to talk about Eagle as well? Remember that time where he was trying to charge Stan Lee prices for a signature? Yeah. And for those who don't know, Stan Lee, you know, the, one of the greatest fucking men for the combo realm to ever fucking live. Let's get that right. Yeah. And again, apologize for the apologize for the language, man. But like Stanley at the time, uh, he was he or not him, he, his uh, his team, right? He began to whole different thing about that. His team, oh, yeah, we'll, was we'll charging, get that. Yeah, was charging a hundred dollars per signature for Stanley, right? His team, not Stan himself. Stan was Stan was well into his eighties, right? Yeah. And, and so, um, and I think before he passed away, I think it was like one hundred twenty five, one hundred fifty, right, per per signature. Yeah. And so, but like in that same time frame, guess how much Rob was charging? Oh, hundred dollars. He was trying to charge a hundred dollars, or like like somewhere in that price range, man. It was it was stupid, stupid money. Like when he came down to Comic Con Bomb Springs, right? J. Scott Campbell, awesome freaking guy, was there. He was like first one was free, and then after that it was like, I think like twenty five, fifty bucks or something like that. Yeah, right? it's like fifteen, twenty bucks. Yeah. And then was it day one? uh day i think day two day one was uh for rob was like fifty dollars day two jumped to 75 i wonder why yeah because people weren't paying for it maybe because there was a guy named stan freaking lee like how dude it was it was insane it was yeah we could i can go on about rob but like he's very much that 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 old dude that is trying to relive his his high school you know football days definitely man and and, and it sucks because like we had we got it sucks because we got guys man like freaking Joe Kelly who is the main reason who of course Joe Kelly did volume two of Deadpool is the main reason or it's volume one of volume two of the main reason why we know Deadpool as is today like it wasn't like freaking um I'm getting I'm getting so worked up now I'm, I'm forgetting names who's the guy that plays Deadpool Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds Ryan Reynolds character right. Even though he's been that character for the entire his life since all his movies, right? He fits that character so well because of, because of Gary Durgans, because of Joe Kelly, because of all these guys that created Deadpool this way. He that, this Deadpool wasn't the original iteration of Rob Liefeld. So far from it. Not even Cable. Not even Cable from back then was this, was this, uh was was the iteration that freaking Rob that Rob Liefeld thought of. Yeah, let's get that straight, dude. And so th- this dude is ranting and raving about Marvel stuff when like he has because he's not getting paid, dude. That's that's it, bro. Just just own up to it, man. And <laughs> I can rant more, man. But please continue. Just go, just go before I before I just go before off. you lose it. Before well, I lose it even more. It is Ugh. that time of the show where we get to the end, and it is time, as Jr. likes to put it, the flex pool. The flex pool, um, go ahead, dude. I'm I'm so, gonna just yell off screen, so I'm just gonna just. 
<laughs> it is time for the flex pool where we show off what we got from our pool list or mail call. Uh, real quick thing. Hopefully by this time next week, uh, I will but... have a, by this time next week, I will have a mail call for you um, to go along with our retail section of San Diego Comic-Con at home. Big shout outs to Aspen Comics. If you, if you want to go over to YouTube, go to the Comic-Con channel, check out that. I have good it about 12, about 12, 12, 30 this afternoon Super good on Saturday for those of you watching later down. And girls. So, yeah. So um, anyways, uh, I do have big shout out. I have a ton of Aspen books coming sometime next week, including the Lola uh, issue that was being released this week at, uh, uh, would have been released at San Diego Comic-Con, but instead Ooh. the STCC at home uh, version. So that is coming out. Plus I have got, the first appearance of Lola in comic book form. Lola XOXO Volume 1, Issue 1, first print, cover A, the whole nine yards. Um, yeah, a uh, huge, huge book, in my opinion. Huge book in Sia Ohm's uh, career. Those are on their way. They should be here hopefully by next week to do a little uh, hashtag mail call. But I got a little flex pull for you uh, this week, starting things off now. If you didn't pick it up, the brand new run of Power Rangers is now out oh, from Boom yeah, Studios. Right. Uh, Boom Studios killing it. Uh, mm -hmm. Ryan Parrott, Dan Mora, and Raul Angulo uh, on the work for Ranger Slayer number one. Uh, here is the bag, poly bag and boarded um, issue number one, the spoiler variant. Mm. So again, um, if you don't want to know any other information about uh, Ranger or Ranger Slayer, if you haven't already read it, uh, yes, there probably I am probably going to spoil something for you. So again, turn the other way because I have opened the other poly bag that I bought, and this is what <laughs> the cover looks like. The cover is done by the legendary, the amazing, the charismatic, the Howdy, wonderful, the wonderful person to deal with at a comic-con i've met her twice super chill gotten a couple books signed miss jen bartell ah. this is the cover done by miss jen the colors are insane this aurora borealis kind of this northern lights kind of cover nice. is amazing the pink is just killer uh the big bow staff uh is is amazing uh just a, a great great job um this of course is meant to be this character we saw her in the free comic book day number zero of Power Rangers, Ranger Slayer. Um, that is what you saw right there. So that is the uh, Jen Partell spoiler variant. Uh, check it out. Ryan Parrott, by the way, a little shout out for Ryan. Um, here's a guy who's been a huge writer. And I think he also did some artwork for, um, for uh, uh, Power Rangers back in the uh, back last year. A little shout out because again, in this day and age, all of our local comic book stores need some love. Oh uh, yeah, definitely, man. Let me find this real quick on my CLZ app. Um, Want to send a shout out to a store in Temecula. I was about, um, to, I was about to say, man, you got any more you got any more superlatives for Jen? <laughs> what's up? You got oh, any more superlatives <laughs> for Jen? <laughs> right. The amazing. Hey, I'm, hey, she deserves. She don't get me wrong. She deserves all of them, man. I'm like, yo keep on going homie uh this is uh the amelia vidal cover it's a socal games and comics in temecula uh retail variant 
-hmm. was only maybe did, I think they only did like about 500 of these comics. Let me show you this cover real quick. Um, this is really cool that a store like this got to, to do a, a retail variant. Um, this is what it looks like. Uh, again, Ryan oh. Parrott. So this is uh, the, the artist did this, uh, the, the aforementioned artist um, was um, Amelia Vidal. And mm -hmm. so you can see right there, there's the actual store logo, SoCal Games and Comics uh, in Temecula. Um, this is what the uh, cover, the yep. other cover was it supposed to be. So it's that issue for those of you who know. Um, but Ryan Parrott did a signing at SoCal Games and Comics. Super cool. Um, I did not get my book signed. I want to give a shout out though to general manager of SoCal Games and Comics, Rachel, who has, by the way, hosted a panel at San Diego Comic-Con and a panel at WonderCon about women in comics. Amazing mm. woman. Uh, she does a great job and uh, she is working on getting Ryan to sign that book for me. Nice, uh, nice, but again, nice. show some support. Great writer. Also real quick, um, I did pick up this one and I'm reading slowly but surely the new Marvel incoming actually, which came out last December. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of a bridge book between the old champions and the new champions book that JR talked about a couple of weeks ago. That's supposed to come out this yeah. fall. And mm -hmm. also black label DC black label, just doing some killer things right here. Uh, this is Joker, Harley, Criminal Sanity, uh, Secret Files. I believe this is a one-off, um, or is this issue number four? Which one is that? This is the David Mack cover. Oh, sweet to see David Mack do a DC Black Label cover, Again. full magazine style. Yeah. Uh, the one of these days Eisner Award winner. Um, He's going to be. He's going to be this is a, uh, a yeah this is a one-off i believe yeah, yeah. this is, i think is a spin-off of the um harley and joker criminal mind uh, criminal insanity secret files i think this is a as a um uh, like i said a a spin-off uh, show something like that? Yeah. So yeah one shot one shot yeah, yeah. let's go so um great great book can't wait to see david at san diego comic-con in 2021 get him to sign that book uh again can't say enough about how great David is uh, as an artist. Yeah. Um, so that's my, my hashtag pull us. We'll have some more, uh, obviously, um, next week with uh, mm -hmm. Wednesday, new comic book day. Yeah. And of course I should have some, um, <laughs> a whole some mail call. Got some mail yeah. call. I've got stuff yeah. coming in from, I'm super stoked, but I found out I'm not getting it until November is Marvel without their Marvel booth this year a lot of people had early access to their collector pins. For those who don't know, Marvel does a four pack, typically four to five pa uh, pin pack of exclusive San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Um, oh my gosh, completely drew a blank on his name. Um, the guy that does like the silly kind of like kitty cartoon version of Marvel characters. He also does oh, Scott Deadpool. Young? Scotty Young. Scotty Young. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Young does these little enamel pins who's also another great freaking guy, dude. Another great, oh, super chill, too. super freaking chill, uh, man. Uh, um, awesome. I told, I told my, my, uh, my, uh, a story about him, Scotty Young from a couple, a couple episodes, go back in the archives on YouTube. Hmm. Um, they come out, usually I've had a four or five pack, um, sell out in mere minutes and I will show off the pin, um, pins that they have available. Uh, it was only 2,500, uh, uh, full collection sets of, <laughs> 
I think it was 12 to 15 pins available this year for $200, including two um, limited edition Scotty Young variants. I did not go that route. I bought three um, uh, blind boxes. However, found out that these are not shipping until <laughs> November. So nice. um, we will have to wait till around Christmas time for me to uh, do the, uh, the old mail call. However, uh -huh. I do have some cool merchandise coming my way from San Diego Comic-Con. It should be here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I also have the stuff from Aspen. And also, um, JR sent me a link to a statue <laughs> that is available from Sideshow. Uh, $270 uh, PVC statue of Gwenpool. Really cool looking statue. Our friend Sarah did purchase it. So we'll have a chance hopefully to see that in uh, the wild. Oh, she did? A of weeks. She did buy it. I sent her the link and she bought it oh, instantaneously. Of course she did. Of course and she did. Gwenpool. And that's and like I said, the, literally the only Gwenpool statue I have is the small little uh, 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 statue I showed you earlier of the Scotty Young. Um, hmm. It's only about, probably about this tall, probably about four or five inches tall um, of her doing the, uh, drinking the, uh, the Slurpee. Mm, um, yeah. which is a cool that, statue yeah her, i think so. yeah you got that from what's called too yeah you got that from uh Comic -Con? no you know where i got that was super super lucky got okay. it for like okay. 45 50 bucks new in box nice. on amazon got nice. super lucky whoa um, pretty? okay yeah um and okay. those retail for about 60 to 100 bucks but this uh person was just unloading them and it's legit it still has the Certificate of Authenticity came in the same box, uh, numer num uh, uh, number and everything. Yeah. Yeah, all the whole nine yards. It was super legit. I even had Chick and JaVel check it out. It was legit. Just guy was just unloading a bunch of them. Cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm hemming and hawing buying to buy that sideshow. But what did get announced this week as well was a Catwoman in the oh, yeah. bridal, in the bridal, uh, um, bridal gown. dress, bridal mm -hmm. gown. Damn Again, the amazing Jolie Jones inspired um, uh, cover uh, yeah. and, and sculpt uh, kind of did the inspiration for the sculpture that also came out. I have a chick working on getting me that hopefully at a, bit, a little bit better rate than what they got on Sideshow's website, but still not bad for about $140, I think. I mean, um, yeah. So really, really beautiful uh, that I'm thinking about getting that statue. I love Jolie Jones's work. Uh, I always will pick up her Catwoman cover along with Art Germ or, or, or Josh Middleton or whoever um, does a variant for uh, Catwoman that week. So you got a flex pool this week or? Uh, yes. Yeah. But it's not that much. I mean, I, funny enough, here, here's the thing about, about Comic Slam. You know, uh, for those who don't know in Comic Slam, I have um, in, in our pool list, right? There's a regular pool list and there's people like me that has a box. <laughs> yes, true. Well, it's not more so a box, more so a basket, right? And so, like, it's just basically just, like, I, I've been notoriously been one of those people. I, I let my stuff add up, and then I buy it all right there, right? So, I would yeah. miss, like, maybe a, a week or two of pulls, right? And then I just buy it the next the third week with the with the pulls of that week, too. So, that's what I, that's what I constantly do. <clears throat> and so, uh, this week, um, I found out, like, I emptied my I emptied my basket this week, but, that, but there's still a pull list for me in the regular pull bin, right? <laughs> so I didn't know about that stuff. So that tripped me out. I'm like, oh, this. Where did all this stuff come from? I'm like, oh, yeah, this. I thought this was my basket. Like, no, this is from your pull list. Like, all right, cool. So I bought that. And first one up is last year's Eisner winner, Monstrous, Monstrous nice. 29. This is uh, this. I think the Monstrous was a uh, this one. If I remember correctly, uh, Sonic Takeda and um, 
uh, Sana Takeda and Marjorie, Marjorie Liu, uh, they won ongoing series last year, if I'm correctly, as well as Art too. And this is a great freaking series to get into. Yeah. I also bought this tripped me out because this is a, this is a book that's going super hot right now. This was in my pool. Thor. This isn't like my yeah. fifth copy. Thor five. I got it for I got it for cover price. Thank you, Chicken Javel. <laughs> and then the biggest, I guess, my biggest get for the week is win number two by Peach Momoko. Very nice. Yeah, it's the one for twenty-five variant. And then this is the regular one. It's gonna probably go up. It's uh, it's like on sale right now for like 40, 45 bucks on eBay. So I got for like 25, 30 bucks or something like that. So cool. Big ups to those guys. Um, I got a bunch of other stuff coming in, man. But like, I'm just gonna say that for another day. Sounds uh, good. But yeah, um, I know there's also a small little a small little tidbit, uh, which I'll probably add on to next week. Another thing came out this week that actually has nothing to do with comic books, more so in gaming. The Xbox Live event came out, or the Xbox yes. or Microsoft Xbox Next Gen whatever came out this week. The the event of that came out uh, yesterday, I, I think, or two days ago. Yeah, um, it was like th- I think it was like th- Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, like. It wasn't for me. Just small opinion. Like I'll just give my small little thing for it. I understand that they're they are talking to an audience that that I'm not a part of. Period. Yeah. Right. I'm definitely in that whole like full on hardcore gaming aspect. I care about first parties. I care I care about like story driven stuff and and like if it's next gen, I want to look next gen. They had some stuff that was interesting, but nothing to really pull me there. I'll get more into it some other time. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll 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 probably do another gaming episode. Yeah probably but, but, yeah. in the in the coming weeks yeah but then just overall uh it they are they're talking to a crowd that they know their crowd they know their audience and that's great for them that's awesome for them i just know for me i'm not part of that crowd yeah. and i'm okay with that they're okay with that too and so i i i wholeheartedly go with like i they 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 review they may like city k2 and some much other stuff right but i would love to see more gameplay than cg trailers but hey, man, cool. You know they they showed Halo. They showed Halo Infinite looked looked pretty good. Um, they did some they did some gameplay for that. Uh, they did some I other, think the, they did some other stuff too. Like I, they did um, what was another game? They it had some interesting games. Interesting, interesting games. Obviously, and, in the big uh, the big like, yeah, we've got one more thing. Was Fable? Fable, uh, yeah, the new Fable. So that yeah. looks like it could be pretty cool. But yeah. It was kind of ho hum, um, but uh, I, I would I would have loved to see gameplay. That's the yeah. biggest thing. <clears throat> and they did show, and gameplay. again, the only thing they showed gameplay of, but it was like the first. It's like a total three of three. minutes of yeah. of Halo. It does look a lot better, um, but I just think that the problem with Halo, and we'll just we'll kind of end on this because we can do a whole <laughs> episode, episode. Is that yeah. I think the people that played Halo. Um, it's few and far between because at the time it was a, it was probably the best first person shooter out there. Mm. No one wants to play, um, a battle Royale. No one wants to play, uh, a, a, a team, team versus team or PVP in Halo anymore. They want modern warfare. They want call of duty. They want blood and guts. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think Halo is going to offer them that. Um, but gameplay looks, looks, yeah, looks pretty looks cool. What they, they revealed. Good. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they know their audience. That's the biggest thing. They know their audience and they know what they're getting into. And I, I can't hate them. I can't muck them on that, man. Like, if, if, they put out, if they put out Halo, it's for a reason. And, and 
they Halo will have his own audience, and that's cool, man. That's that's fine. I, Sony Sony does these weird weird things where they have they put out certain games for a specific audience. One being Death Stranding. Yeah, <laughs> I love Death Stranding, but it's basically a walking simulator. I love it. I love it to death. But it, you're just literally just you're you're a glorified package, man. <laughs> but it, hey, it, it works. It works. It works for somebody. It works for people. I get that. You 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 must know your audience. But other than that, guys. Uh, you have any, Ben, you have any parting thoughts there? No, I just think another great job, uh, as always. Um, thank you to JR for, uh, formatting the show, trying to keep us on track. Um, Uh, and again, we will, uh, hopefully, um, be back for, uh, Wrath of the Con part three next week, where we will wrap things up, uh, put a pretty little bow on the, the, uh, the, the total likes and dislikes mm -hmm. from San Diego Comic-Con at home. And mm. any new information that we have about from Marvel or, or from uh, yeah. Warner Brothers uh, fandom, which is mm -hmm. next next month. Um, and of course, we will get, uh, I think, more into do's um, and don'ts. the do's and don'ts on going for exclusives and uh, also talk a little bit about the retail side of what went on with San Diego Comic-Con at home. Because a lot of people did um, just basically black friday version of of, of comic-con uh mm. on the website and we will definitely have probably yeah. a little bitch fest about funco <laughs> next week so yeah oh, anyways, as well as def as well as definitely about con pricing yes convention pricing we'll do that yeah but, I, I wanted to get into that a little bit about uh, and we'll it'll tie into what we talked about uh a couple of months ago with uh going to cons on a sunday um, do's and don'ts on when you when to ask for a deal and stuff like that. But we'll we'll get into that next week. Again, mm -hmm. he is the Dark King, Jr. Kabukungan, and you can he find is, him. Uh, oh, uh, Kevin Pillow, yeah. go ahead. Uh, you can find me at also not Jared Comics forty two on Instagram. I'm still working on other stuff, guys. Sorry about that. And you can also find him uh, at Voice of Reason twenty three. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, if you search out Voice of Reason twenty three or uh, uh, locate me. On Facebook, uh, you'll find a little picture of me, kind of like my little Barack Obama pose where I'm looking off to the side with the microphone. Um, you can find me there. And uh, yes, I did compare myself to uh, number 44. Um, really? But uh, anyways, thanks as always. Thanks for putting up with us for a couple of hours talking about uh, uh, Comic-Cons. And we will see you next week. By the way, happy Go Fest for all you Pokemon fans out there. <laughs> Enjoy your week. See you guys. I wonder what those $15.